McCurdy getting your computer to work. It just felt like throwing that sound effect in. No, why is it looping? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fellas? How much? Did we do the intro? Like, did I miss something? What? I'm living in a nightmare right now. <sighs> we started a few minutes late because McCurdy can't get his laptop in order. And uh, it is it is having all the issues. Right did you now. take your anxiety medication? <laughs> I did not. I need well, that'll to. do it. There uh, we go. Is this uh, it? Are you good? Or, yeah, there you go. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, uh, should I? Um, are, are you good or should I ask Nan? It's my computer's like went. you probably should just talk to Nan's for a little bit because all of a sudden hey, my Nance, computer how, is just being a little your, butthole. How'd your weekend go, Nan's? Not too bad. You can see I have a different camera angle. That was like a Nan's reacts to his own weekend. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just how I feel pretty about good. it. <laughs> yeah, could have been I better. I did a, a good number of streams, several with Tim. Nice. Hence the new camera angle. Now it's just in a spot I don't have to mess with ever again, but it's not the best. I do like the moody blue light, but that's just the sun, right? Well, I, I closed the curtains and it's still kind of bluish, so it might just be my computer screen. I don't know. I dig it. I, I dig it. When it's gone, it just you look like you're trying to like hide in the shadows. So I have the warm light on, but it's not really warming me up all that much. And that yeah, seems too bright. Your camera's while well, we bore everybody to death. Uh, your camera's white balance is probably off. McGurdy, uh, oh I'll yeah, just, I'll just go. Is. I'll just do my thing. But what is it? Is it your slides that are an issue? No, everything's frozen. I can't. Can you hear me and see me? Yeah, yeah, you're you're fine. Can uh, you hear? I can't us? see. I can't see you guys. Oh okay, now God. all of a sudden you it's don't starting need to, to work. See us, though. Okay, if you need to Hold though, on. just send your you slides to, to hear me or Nans, and we'll. The Nan the slides are in the thing. I just the files are in the computer. No, they're they're on. Okay, now it's now everything's working. All of a sudden, I'm trying to pull up my. Uh, what is okay? Yoke. Great. Good night, everyone. <laughs> just, I, I kid. Is, I kid. This is the worst. <laughs> This is um, the worst. Well, let me just right. let me just open so here. we can I'll plug you know. my YouTube channel while we mess around. Yeah, here, Nans. If you want to see gameplay, check the live chat. Just tell everybody what you've been doing. I don't know. Just, just tell everybody what Call you've been doing. <laughs> tell everyone what Call you've been duty? doing. Working on my yard. What no, are, but what? your channel for anybody who doesn't know what's up. Oh, I just play games sometimes, randomly out of the blue. Yeah. Uh, if you're not in our Discord, it'll become be. it'll become a more regular thing. That's all we do in the Discord is just talk trash all day, and yeah. um, and then I have a good, talk about video games. And I probably have close to ten videos up, a g more than half of them being test streams, but might mm. as well leave them up. But I think I've I've got it down for the most part. Oh God, McCurdy's. Are you fully clothed done. when you play? Yeah. So yeah, see, that's 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 there's no reason to take my clothes off yet i only have like 18 subs mm. yeah i mean that'll skyrocket once you decide to do that yeah um sub streams i you had a wedding uh, i had a wedding you, um, you got married i i mean i've i've been married several times i, yeah. I got seed all over the place this was somebody else's though um i uh yeah drove up to uh new buffalo for a, a wedding up there. That's that a seems nice like a place. We'll just 
whatever. It's not not nice. Anybody hanging out with us, we're going to wait for McCurdy to get back. In the meantime, um, we're just going to hang out and, you know. Did you remove the LUT from your camera? I I put in a new and better one. Um, I actually put time into finding a decent looking LUT that was just kind of normal versus something stylistic. But I, I couldn't get the contrast down. And now looking at our... You know, That's the good. actual yeah. YouTube view. It doesn't look washed out and and crappy. Um, mm. That kind of kept happening quite a bit. New but... Buffalo seems like a weird place for a wedding. It's That's, a little New Buffalo is like a, a really nice place. That's like where all the Chicago people go to vacation. I prefer St. Joseph. Like there's a lot of uh, Chicago money. Oh, in, yeah. In New Buffalo. But I try to keep um, my eyes peeled for for vacation property and. Even mm-hmm. a small, weird town like New Buffalo, it's not cheap because of those yeah. damn Chicago people. See, where I lived in a cabin in the woods for Yeah, that's far years. away enough from Chicago. That is that is <laughs> the further you, you, you know, you round the bend of Indiana and then you head up Lake Michigan. And the further north you go, the less Chicago people there are. And I'm so far north that it's like beautifully secluded and crappy. And not like new and young and hip and all that. It's like, you know, you can, you can shoot guns anytime you want. Nobody cares. <laughs> McCurdy, how you doing? I'm I'm having a bow day. It's it's a day like bow. That's appropriate. That's appropriate. It is so McCurdy. appropriate right now. Well, why don't you give your uh, let me let me just open up and then uh, you open your up. wife. You send, Maybe your wife can. Can't help. you send the slides to to Nans? It's the slides can be loaded on. That's not the issue. The issue is I'm trying to pull up my notes and my Google is just for some reason my computer is just notes. having struggling. It's all it's all it's everything that I've written down for tonight. And it's like I do all this prep work, do all this crap. Can you access whatever it on you your phone? remember is the interesting stuff? Anything else you I, don't yeah. remember wasn't interesting. You gotta go oh God, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> oh, oh, dang it. <laughs> you had a great freeze frame mccurdy um i i bet i did yeah i'm sure this sucks but uh can no you it does it can, you go ahead and do your thing. can you access go ahead and your phone do... or anything like that i'm gonna pull i'm gonna pull my what i wrote on my phone and then you will go ahead <laughs> the funny thing is is that uh as much as mccurdy is always the bug master um we had a, a we did an interview tonight with someone that we won't say who that's a that's a surprise for later but uh and at the outset of it we had to do two we had two failed Streamyard recording sessions before uh um the third one finally worked but it was but it was on my end of things and i was like damn it mccurdy's always like the the scapegoat for like technology's not working it's his fault this time it was me and i was like god piss poor timing but Anyway, uh, McCurdy status. So I'm about to I'm about to go for it. Just go for it. Okay. Actually, before I do though, I gotta figure out where I want you guys. That's a good point, SP. We should just interview our our members. Why are you members? Yeah. What are you doing here? Around here for? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I can't tell if McCurdy's moving or not. I know. I flipped my whole setup around, so I'm trying to figure out 
where to be for the quick review. Anyway, McCurdy, I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm just going to do the quick review and then we'll keep talking about weddings and stupid crap um, uh, until you can fix your damn problem. Cool. <laughs> the whole time he's just going to be frozen like that. Damn it. <laughs> and now I just don't want him to come back in in the middle of it. You know what I mean? Make a bunch of noise. Yeah, exactly. So mute anyway. him. I'll mute him. Oh, did we mute him at the same time? No. I, Everything's just messed up. Is it a full moon or something? It's anytime there's a yeah. Is it like an electrical storm? Happening. Oh, real quick, I'll tell this story while we're just chilling. Um, I was in the theater, and all of a sudden my seat shook in a very noticeable way, and I thought, huh, that was was that like the uh, uh, um the uh the the theater next door you know like the other auditorium uh maybe there's an action scene and it kind of shook things or whatever well what happened i get out of the movie and i have a uh, on my family text thread one of my sisters is saying hey guys uh a meteor just passed by the earth sonic boomed the entire midwest like her yeah yeah everything shook and i was like no way. I, I registered watching this movie. I was like, I just shook and pl- my seat just went. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Uh, it, because it's a, a, a space rock. I wonder past where that planet. happened. <laughs> you know, boom. I was just I was I think I was streaming a game and Andy was text messaging us. Um, me and his brother and our, our buddy Eric. And he was like, did you guys hear that? and feel that and i was like wow. yeah I, that was so random and he, he he was like digging into it and i was just streaming my game um and yeah i guess it was a meteor but i wonder where exactly it it did its thing because you so where was that was that here or was that in michigan that I, that was here and then okay. i guess my folks were in michigan at the time and they felt it like yeah and he was like it was like a, a thunder but i felt it I think my dad and it was saw, he said, I think he said he saw it in the sky. Whoa. You know, so, uh, yeah, which is just wild, you know. Like, just, you know, just, like, a little bit further this way, and maybe we're all dead. I don't know. <laughs> you know, or something <laughs> terrible could have happened. Yeah. But um, uh, appropriate for a movie like this that's all about uh, the world is out to get you. Um, yeah, my, my movie-watching experience was less interesting. It was me... And a handful of other just guys there alone. It was a random. When did I go? Friday at three or something like that. Maybe it was Thursday. I don't know. Um, I'm glad I'm a I'm a effing gigolo for you, SB. That's all I am to you. <laughs> yeah. Just meat. Um, but uh, the space. I, <laughs> I wish. Do they not at movie theaters go around and close the doors when the movie is starting? Because the movie had started and I could hear the movie Dude. across the hall. So I got up. I was like, God, I'm yeah, that I guy. guess I'm going to be the one. Yeah. I went and closed the other theater's door and then closed our door. I was like, is this not something AMC Look should be doing? Is McCurdy giving up? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just part of the chat. Um, yeah, no, that's I'm that guy. I, I when I go in. Um, so I don't like watching trailers. I mm. like I didn't watch the trailer for this movie because i like going into movies like this not knowing anything so i don't watch trailers if if i can avoid them some of them like renfield good luck avoiding the renfield trailer they blasted it everywhere but anyway so i 
I stand outside the theater until I hear the the jingle thing. Mm. And then uh, of, of like, uh, you know, we've talked about this. Regal has their, you know, their version of the uh, Nicole whatever Kidman video they play before everything. The, what's it? Nicole Kidman video. It's their version of the Nicole, Nicole Kidman video. Once I hear that ending, then I walk in because I know the movie's about to go. But until then, I, I, I stand outside. And then when I walk in, I shut the door because <laughs> if you're sitting next to you're a, gonna think you know, you're a Avatar, it's like uh, you can hear it. And you're it's like you're at home and somebody's yeah. uh, 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 blasting music upstairs. And you're like, dude, turn that crap off. I don't know. It might have been like John Wick across the hall. Something action-packed and tons of noise. And Bo is like pretty cool. Maybe not a quiet movie, but there's not no, a lot of a like music movie, and stuff. Say, yeah, but, yeah, but there's yeah. a lot of just like silence. Too. Oh, and you don't want it interrupted at all. No, you know. So, uh, okay, McCurdy says he's living a day like Bo K1. Thank you. You are an angel as always. This episode. Was uh, and uh, Nicole Kidman alone in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone has someone. Oh, it was definitely a meme, right? Where people would take that footage of her and splice in stuff. Cause I hadn't noticed it until now, but she's clearly standing and blocking the projector with her head at one point. (laughs) I haven't seen it enough times. I think the meme format though is her like watching the movie smiling and it's just like the most like porn or something. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like you could cut to several scenes from this movie and Nicole's just like, Oh yeah. Heartbreak feels good. Or or whatever, you know, dad's in the attic it's such a bad choice because it's one of those things where you go yeah if i saw that commercial one time with nicole it'd be all right but every time you go you have to watch her doing that thing and and again you guys have heard me say why i hate it it's like wouldn't you love to be watching a movie right now aren't movies great it's like yeah shut up Shut up so we can watch the movie that I came to watch. I don't, you know, and that's why if I were Doesn't you guys, I would be outside the theater until she was an done. Advertisement yapping. for the theater you're in. It's like, yeah, I know AMC shows movies. That's why I'm yeah. here. You know who did it right was always Regal Cinemas because Regal, and they still do it, but they do it at the beginning as opposed Wavos, to right before the movie. I have starts. to deal with Maria Menunos and AMC too. Yeah, I think she's everywhere. Stupid, but I oh, newbie, god damn it! Actually, I don't really see Menounos that's what's newbie in newbies, uh, but I don't see her in Regal. But but Regal does it right. Regal had, uh, and they still do it. They have that roller coaster thing. Do you have they that Fisher's family coaster. dentistry? <laughs> uh, see, I don't know because I stand outside the theater until the movie starts. Yeah. But but at least they do that. But like the sketch they do is. Um, is very hit or miss. The sketch they do, I've, I've described it before. It's uh, it's a bunch of people going to Regal and it's just random people, all these random goofy people going to see a Regal movie. And there's uh, every line of dialogue they have is a, um, mm. uh, a, a, a movie reference, but they're, they're not, it's not done all that well. Like sometimes people just say a random movie line that has nothing to do with what's going on. You're like that. Why? Who thought that would work? Like there's in, in a universe of unlimited, virtually unlimited movie dialogue and famous lines. You couldn't piece this together in a more creative way or yeah. or like I hope that in the future they they shot so much that they could edit a whole bunch of different versions. So like next year they'll play a different one. And after that, they'll play a different one. But it's like some of these references 
don't make any damn sense mm. to the point where I'm like, I'm done watching this. I stand outside the theater and oh, the movie is, starts. Yeah, Wavo said the same thing. Yeah, you know, I know your feelings on a Flicks Brew House, but I at least like what they do pre-movie, like well, do. just showing clips oh, yeah, of movies, yeah. and then yeah, before the movie starts, it's like a bunch of clips together and Hulk Hogan telling everyone to shut the f up during the movie yeah <laughs> like, like i would i would whoever does uh flicks pre-show needs to be and they never will but if they, if if they could be uh uh what's headhunted what's the term if they could be recruited recruited but there's the slang term for it uh uh taken for uh by regal to do you know to make scalped. make pre-show scalped if they scalp them to make the pre-show at regal more enjoyable right yeah. um it, yeah, like yeah, this uh, this this is better than my apartment and the uh, all this stuff. It, it, uh, the, most of the references don't make sense. Some do, but the whole what point if is they to... asked you to be on the screen because Maria Menounos has a thing, and there's like random YouTubers that are part of it. Really, she like interviews a, some well-known YouTuber guy that like just knows a bunch about movies, and they do a little question dude like, we'll never be friendly and it's like, we'll never be radio friendly like stupid. ever like you somebody pointed that out they're like you you guys are never going to be invited to the premiere of anything because it's like you know the the it's like we'll invite you to the premiere and you're gonna say you're gonna, there, okay let me put it this way there's a there's some guy and i don't know if he's out of chicago but there's some reviewer who's like the mainstream guy and everything he does he talks about like this and see the movie and it's so colorful and stupid that you know that that guy's bought and paid for like yeah. you know that it, it's that's not how you him. keep eyes his though. thoughts like i can't do like i feel like the more successful game streamers are like that too and it's just like i'm not i'm not like that and hopefully there's an audience for not wanting to see that but those people get the most eyes unfortunately yeah I mean, you can you can be low like, key. Are you actually like that? But you can be low key and and do your thing and um uh and but but you still maybe have to I, I don't know add something into the mix. But you don't yeah. have to. Well, gee, wasn't that a great kill? Like you don't need to <laughs> because that's fake. The reason why that movie reviewer is obnoxious is because he's clearly fake. So yeah. it's all about like in general, this show is um like I had a buddy say. <laughs> like a good friend of mine said, how did you come up with your persona for the show? And I was like, what? It's, it's not a, it's not a persona, dude. It's just me. How good of friends are they? <laughs> like, like a best friend of mine. And I'm like, that's just you. Like Guess we you went to college me. together. That's me <laughs> with too many whiskeys in me. <laughs> you know, like you're, you're not really getting a, a like a fake persona no. of any of us it's no. just like this this is this is what we think of things but that's the the trick right is is like if you are uh if, to make it big a lot of people do it, it's like a it's like any given um uh, uh everyone uh, hit that sitcom. like button no like uh, yeah smash <laughs> that like button uh, smash it uh if sitcoms sitcoms like sitcoms do well because they're bright and shiny and and crappy and they aim for the middle, and that's why sitcoms do well. But you know, your your average person with a brain is like, this is this is weird and lame and like not quirky in a good way. 
And um, and that's why we I think on this show we talked about the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. One of the most brilliant episodes ever is where they are they are directly making fun of those sitcoms like Big Bang Theory and all that, where they go to a neighboring bar. They're like they're like, we want to win an award. Why haven't we ever won an award? So they go to they're like, let's see what these other bars are doing. They go to another bar and everything's like overlit and all the all the staff are like really you know, just like upbeat and, and everything's like this. And, and, and they're like, God, this place is weird. This isn't anything like our bar, you know? And, and what they're saying is uh, these are the types of things that, that win awards and everything. Meanwhile, we never win awards, but we're more real. We're, we're like, we're better than this, but they don't, mm-hmm. but they don't get the awards. You know, it's one, it's, it is the most brilliant episode they've ever produced. And my favorite joke of the whole thing is at one point uh, somebody rings a bell and they uh, and, and they're like, what does that mean? And like, oh, that's when everybody drinks. And they go, well, why do I need a bell to tell me Thanks, when to drink? And what they're Appreciate saying the is they're they're making fun of the uh, laugh yeah. track. You know, uh. it's like it's like if I think something's funny, I'm just going to laugh. Why do I need a laugh track to let me know when to laugh? They're like, yeah, but if there wasn't the laugh track, how would you know when to laugh? You know, it, it's like it is by far the most brilliant episode that they've Ever I don't together. know yours or, <laughs> or other people's feelings what on what happened. A... Uh, I like yeah, this. I, I like this view. Up. Whatever's happening, this it's, is good. Uh, yeah, is this, this your good. phone? This is my upstairs. This is upstairs. This is my office. But I, am I going? Like I can't. It's I'm moving. hearing you guys off my speaker. Do you, do you have to keep your voice play. down? Are the are you going to wake up the kids? If Probably. You're Probably. Okay. I feel weird because I have to look at my computers like right here, and I don't have a. It's just weird. This is weird. This is really weird. Well, the movie is weird. This is very fitting. This for is just like the movie. The movie I'm going to put and I will play are going to talk about. We have never timestamped these, but I will timestamp this episode and this say, episode the, like, click this to is. get to the beginning of the episode. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to make a note of that. No, I know. This is awful. Uh, this is the worst thing in the world. Dude, all day. All day I, we've had tech. Dude, we've had so that. many, like, garbage things going on with this with this episode like just oh god why is this why is everything to shit well we've uh we've been talking about it's always sunny in philadelphia so if you need yeah i mean are you good or or what no i need to get the audio so i'm not listening you can't hear me hear you okay and i'm trying to upload uh, the slides i'm just gonna uh just click yourself back when when, when you're ready okay bye Anyway, Nans, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was good. Oh, that sounds better. I mean, the... Oh, than how I presented it before? In the beginning, you were like, it was all right. It was all right. You know? I pulled my back digging yesterday, I think. Really? You know, now that it's getting warm out, I will just be out in my yard doing yard work all day, every day, until I die. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, here's uh, uh, let me. So I I I had a wedding weekend, um, you know, kind of took it easy. Uh, How well did you know the people getting married? Oh, like family friends from oh, growing okay. up in Michigan. Um, but let me you saying that uh, uh, compels me to bring up a certain photograph. Ravos um, wants to know what you're drinking. I'm drinking White Claw, or as I like to call them, White well, Clams. I killed off a bottle of Seagram's whiskey and now I'm on to Wild Turkey 101, which I always regret uh, the next day. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so you said you pulled your back. Um, I took a uh, slightly. So I've got, I've got, I grew up with no brothers, four sisters. They're all married now. Uh, so I have four brothers, finally. And um, one of them couldn't make it to the wedding, though. But those that did, we, you know, one of the girls pulled out a phone. And um, that would explain the Facebook picture I saw that one of your sisters posted. I wouldn't know. I'm not on Facebook. But uh, maybe, maybe this is one. You said you pulled your back. Um, one of my bros has been complaining about back issues ever since we took this photo. <laughs> Whoa! Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> Does he have a background in gymnastics, or is no, he like he's just trying a, to do a like fool. a creepy movie like thing? A, I mean, this is at a wedding, so like certain activities were taking place, and he just acted a fool in the most glorious. I mean, look at that! Look at that! Yeah. <laughs> like when people say strike a pose, I don't know if you can do better than that but anyway he'll probably see this and be like oh god now i'm gonna get fired from my job and i'll have to come in and blur that <laughs> but um but yeah very impressive very very impressive let's check in with mccurdy like he's trying to do a limbo mccurdy i preferred the lighting before i am gonna yeah. turn the light off uh i'm just having issues with connecting my bluetooth and that is also making me angry that's terrible okay we'll see in a bit Okay, now we're back. <laughs> Doesn't he have a wired headset somewhere? Uh, yeah, but he's got those uh the those um I want those now. I'm I'm wired in, but maybe maybe for pur these purposes, wires better because of what's happening right now. But um, I was thinking of getting something like what you have, maybe some little Sure headphones that yeah. like, are kind of not super obtrusive. I like these. I like my I, big old hands. Though. I have a a. A buddy of mine is, you know, like a like professional sound dude, and I'm, uh, I hit him up constantly, just like, what do you, what should I do about this? What about that? Um, and now I'm rocking like all the audio stuff I have is like top of the line because of his direction. He's does he he's not say man. get some big old open back cans though? I said I'm looking for something. Because my monitors, mine got little, uh, but... torn to shreds. I used to have really good studio uh, Sony's yeah, that were yeah. like I just, I mean, those. like perfect studio grade, but they just got worn down from so. I mean, daily usage, they got worn down. So I hit him up and said, "What should I do?" And and I, I can't remember. I think are they sure or whatever? But yeah. um, uh, I, I said, um, uh. What should I get? And this is what he uses on set because they're just very discreet and, you know, mm. good quality. I think they're sure. Yeah, they're sure. Um, and they're just the, the it, you're less encumbered by them. I mean, I'm constantly fidgeting is with the, them, but I think is it's the sound I, accurate. Oh, McCurdy's signaling that he's good. You good? Did you take my my status away here? What status? I couldn't bring myself in. I couldn't bring myself in. No, you should be good. Unless you're on a different okay. computer, and that means... I am on like a different computer. Yeah, I'm on a different computer, but I'm on a different account. Oh, God, he's got the meteor God. earthquake. I'm glad, oh, SB... I'm just changing everything around just a little SB, bit. SB, don't you know I have an OnlyFans? I want to see SB's OnlyFans. It's just him, <laughs> naked, <laughs> crawling around, acting like Gollum. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It, yeah. That would make a lot Lots of sense. Lots of spit. All right, Charlie, after 30 minutes of of finoodling around and, and trying to fix... <laughs> finoodling? This is awful. This is like the worst. 
it's no big deal, it. dude. We're this chill. This is the worst. We're chill. Coming we're in. Chill. We're chill. Uh, I, like, oh, it's yeah, funny, though. Good. After all this work of me flipping my entire setup around so I could face you, mm-hmm. now you're not facing me. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Son of a bitch. Like, we've made an about face to the other side. But anyway. Um, oh, well. No big deal. Uh, In what way I, yeah. did you flip? Because it's still the same a- camera angle. No, no, no. Right? It's because my laptop. So downstairs in my basement, I mean, I've got barely. the screen is on this side. Yeah. And I can't put the mm-hmm. camera anywhere else where it's until it's like right here. Like I was just like, screw it. I'm going to bring everything upstairs and, Dude, and but this make is, it work. This is a better background with like your Batman and your, is that yeah, the Ninja it, Turtles thing? Like, it's the Ninja Turtles poster. You know, let's, bring let's those downstairs tour. and let's put them behind tour. you because those are more fun than your let's, red. Let's have a little drape. tour, shall we? Let's see. You're going to Might break as well. Something. We're deep in it now. <laughs> All right, so there's yeah. Batman we're only Turtles. thirty minutes into this review. Got, Don't worry about we it. We got a bat. This is actually the Batman. Uh, this is the vinyl. It's the eighty-nine vinyl of Batman. Hmm. Um, what else? I got that's that's like something from my, my kiddo up there. That's a uh, thing from like a Hobby Lobby or something. I think I have yeah, a Hobby Lobby thing. What's this? What's this up here? This is oh, this is cool. Larry. Um, so this is like a, a painting my sister got, or like it's a print that my Wars? sister got. Yeah, it's Star Wars. Let me see if I can. Is that Chewbacca's butt? That is Chewbacca. So it's like it, it's supposed to be like cinema, cinema, but it's like a bunch of people in line to see Star Wars, and then there's also like uh, Marty McFly, and I think like Gremlins and Critters is in there too, someplace. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. So, dude, this I'm, is my, I'm, this I'm like my office wall. I'm gonna be out. Oh, and then I've got this. By the time we actually get going. Oh, and then I got yeah, I got Here's some more tour. stuff over Dirty here. Bedroom. You may Dirty. remember it from the early Bond episodes. Like Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, I got stuff. You got your you got social security number here. on that wall? Right, yeah, Tax man. documents. Nice. I also have the thing that Charlie wants really bad that I just got today. Um, What's that? Well, a hot redhead. I already have that. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, you you asshole. That's that's right. Hogan. Hogan I also got this. Oh, I got this. Yeah. I got Dr. No and Goldfinger. So I have both of these. Okay, I need to read that. Well, now they're they're hard hard to get get. because now they've been censored. You know, now it's like, oh oh shit! We got to censor them. So now the old books are very valuable and hard to find because (laughs) they they say when uh, someone comes out like I'm gonna make guns illegal, everyone goes buys guns. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or like Bitcoin being banned. You know, well, actually, no, it, it tanks when China. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay, McCurdy, we're good to go. Sure. Do you want to keep your name movie. as the McCurdy in the attic that went away? <laughs> yeah, because that's because it's what happens in the movie. Okay. Well, uh, here we go. I'm just Charlie's oh. not one minute review. What are you going to call it? Yeah, I'm going to separate this, is... this out to thirty shorts. <laughs> all oh my god, thirty minutes. We're thirty minutes in, and we're now actually getting to the show. That's yeah. what the movie was like. But remember, McCurdy, you said you couldn't go that late tonight. This is your fault. So when you know, it's you, my fault. You're going to stay up way too late now. Anyway, you guys good to go? Yeah. I'm yeah, ready. bro. Okay. Okay. Remember, no comments while I'm one minute reviewing, just because it messes up the edit. Right. Anyway, okay. Bo is afraid. Bo is Afraid is a powerhouse of a metaphor for the damage that an overbearing mother can have on her son. 
how overwhelming maternal guilt and emotional torture breeds emasculation and therefore a very scary world where everything is out to get you, but you can never stand up for yourself because that would make you a very bad little boy. Where do you go in such a frightening and chaotic state of affairs? Back to mommy, just as she intended. This is the story of a docile adult child making an Odyssey-style wayward journey back to his mother, and good lord, Seldom are we treated to movies of such incredible imagination and visceral shock. Go see this movie. It serves as a warning to the incels, the basement dwellers, the lost boys who never made it to manhood because their single mother made sure of it. Why? So that she might never lose her precious baby boy, or rather her baby boy will never leave her. It's a tale as old as time. The world is a scary place, so never leave me. I will keep you safe and warm and useless if you will love me and only me forever. Now be a good boy and crawl back inside mommy. This movie is brilliant over the course of three hours, which we've kind of talked. McCurdy and I talked briefly about his biggest beef with it might be that three hours. But uh, this movie is... um, pushes into absurdity pretty hard sometimes, but oh, yeah. I, I had one of the best times of my life. My movie going life. Did you go alone? This movie. I went alone and I was that guy, as I've said in the past, who is laughing, choking himself, being like, stop <laughs> laughing because everybody in this theater is going to hate you. But I, I, I was laughing I too. And I was like, am I laughing for laughing? Is this, and I, I had a friend, so I went with, I went with a friend, and he like there's the the spoilers, but when he finds out his mom, wait 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 wait, what? Let's not do spoilers. spoilers. I said spoilers. (laughs) You said spoilers half a second before you. We're thirty five minutes in. Okay, who cares? (laughs) Who cares? We're we're too far down the rabbit hole. This is a spoilers from here on out. Go for it. Okay. Sorry. So when that scene happens, when he finds out the the bad news, uh, uh, which yeah, he finds out the bad news. I laughed when when he's like, "All right, well, call me back and maybe oh, maybe." It's, it's yeah. a, and then and then he like calls him right back, and then he's like, "Oh man, I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah. Laying out the joke. Laying out the laying out the joke. Very yeah. early on in the movie, it's 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 this guy Bo is going to go visit his mom. Things go awry. He can't visit his mom. Mom is very upset calls his mom the next day and uh it's a it's a delivery guy answers the phone and he says i'm i'm sorry but i just picked up the cell phone off the ground there's a dead body here missing a head because a chandelier fell on it and i i uh, is this your mom i don't know and the guy's kind of panicking and Bo is very quiet and in denial and then and then it's like okay wait a second wait a second uh maybe you dialed the wrong number maybe you dialed the wrong number and it's like yeah yeah yeah, you're right you're right maybe she's alive she's alive so he hangs up and as he hangs up it clearly says mom you're like it's like mom's cell phone so then he dials it right back and all you hear is the guy answers and he just goes I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's, 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 it, and that's the thing. This is, I, I walked again. I didn't watch the trailer. I, I always yeah. avoid trailers. I'm so happy. I didn't watch the trailer for this. Cause I went in and, and I, I mean, I was like, like at first it's like, okay, this is a movie about a guy living in the most stressful world ever. Like essentially I thought the premise yeah. out I'm the not gate sure the was trailer really gives anything. No, the trailer I, how do you is make like a trailer so, for this movie. This movie how? is, is so 
yeah it's so but yeah when i when i laughed my friend looked at me i'm like why are you laughing i'm like it's because this fucking funny shit. It's, like, dark. That's why it's incredible dark laughing. humor if you're not laughing yeah. you i like i don't i can't help you if you think that i think but here's like the thing i think it's so early in the movie it's so i don't know if it was an offensive thing it's just it's so early in the movie that you're just like wait am i supposed to be laughing because it because the no, movie because okay, you're okay. But early on, the like yeah. early on, you you realize, oh, I'm in a I'm in a world where like m the premise I thought at first, I thought the premise mm -hmm. was like, you know, all that stuff that mainstream media is always telling you is out to get you, and you got to panic all the time. But we all know yes. that if you if you take a break uh, from social media and from corporate media, you're like you you're like, wow, the real world is actually kind of great. But when you're plugged into those things, it's like spiders are trying to kill you and Ebola and people are murdering other people yep. in the street and you, you knew panicked. And that I, was, I at had, first it was like, that was that's, what, that's what we're at. And like, oh, what you need, what you need is you need anxiety medication because everything's out to get you. That was the premise for the first act. And so, and that was hilarious. I mean, I was like leading the charge in my, in my theater of like laughing my ass off because like very early on, he gets I laughed home, at all this stuff, and it's like, dude, like he turns on at, the news, and it's like, there's at, a uh, naked man in the street stabbing people in the neck, you know, and it's like the naked guts. <laughs> yes, yes, and it, so it was like, this is this is incredible. This is building a I, world where I read all of that part. I read that part as not at because I I knew that the mother was going to be involved a lot in this movie. Not not that I knew a lot, but I knew that that was going to be the case just based off of of kind of the idea of what the movie was about yeah. and i thought I, I had a similar thought to you as far as like what everything the why the world was so absurd because the movie starts off and he is living in a really terrible apartment and like everybody is out Crack to get him like people death. are running yeah. after him and there's crackheads and dead people on the street and prostitutes and it's just like the, but to be it clear looks, it's literally the street it is, is so yeah. It is and so like over the top. It's so over the top. But I thought, I'm going, help me. I thought, I thought it was a like I thought it was a I thought it was a representation of like how not not the media, but how your parents will tell you things like you know your your parents growing up you would drive. I mean, I've seen so many. Like, but you're not wrong, McCurdy. You're not wrong. But like your parents will tell you, don't turn the lights on when you're driving because that's illegal. And then and like as a child. Who hears that? You really believe those things, and that's what I read into all of like the absurdity of like everything you saw. Like, because you know, in the beginning of the movie, he's like he leaves the apartment and he's worried that he's he's severely worried that like the door, you know, the door he left the door to his apartment unlocked, so people are gonna like come into his apartment. He's so like anxiety ridden about those things. Before we go into before we go into deep though, he's like I accidentally swallowed some mouthwash, and he's like yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yep. Well, like before we go too deep yeah, into no. it, can we uh, can we go ahead and and go if to my thing? Because it's been like are fucking. It, it, work? It's working. It's okay. working. All right, go for it. All right, yeah, here we go. I need you to add. It's working. Dang. It's working. It's working. Hey, can you put it up? Because I'm not on. Uh, I'm not the. I'm not an administrator anymore. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Thank okay. you. All right, get ranked. Bo is afraid. Uh, I can actually control this. Good. Is that doing it automatically? There we go. Uh, Bo is Afraid, Ranked Review, 2023, written and directed by Ari Aster. Let's talk about our writer and director, Ari Aster, Ari Aster. I don't okay. know how okay, most people cool. pronounce it. Okay, cool. Dude, Ari Aster, I, uh, I, I remember being like, I know the name. Um, but yeah, yeah Mid Mid Midsummer. Let's, good. Let's, Locked on yeah. back there. Hereditary either. is the only horror movie you need to see that I Hereditary. haven't been able good to get back to. About like, Hereditary. Like I, I, I saw Hereditary in theaters. Um, I remember I judge horror movies based on how many nights of sleep I lose. 
I lost two entire nights of sleep to Hereditary. I I tried rewatching it for the first time since uh, seeing it in the theater. Yeah, I haven't finished it. That movie freaks it's my such shit. A good movie. It it's is incredible. It is such. It is an amazing movie. It's actually a very I deep movie. There's a lot of like, much like this movie. There's a lot of stuff on the walls and and terrifying. and things that it, you, it's one of those movies you have to see an ending explains video to really like understand all of it. And there's so many YouTube videos, uh, just essays and upon essays about this about yeah. Hereditary specifically and Midsummer. So if you're wondering who Ari Aster is known for, he's best known for the films of Hereditary and Midsummer. He's basically paved the way for what people are calling today as elevated horror. So like it's a horror movie, but it's like more art housey, especially with A24, which is the studio mm. that brought this movie. Atmospheric. Uh, yeah. He he graduated uh from the AFI program. These his first feature was the was Hereditary, which we talked about, 2018, premiered at wow. Sundance and became a huge hit. In regards to Bo okay, so Charlie, you're gonna love this quote. You're gonna love this. Nans, you might love this too. So in regards to Bo is Afraid, he quoted it as describing the film as a Jewish Lord of the Rings, but Bo is just going to his mom's house. <laughs> and 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 as if you pumped a 10-year-old full of Zoloft and had him get your groceries. Like that's what <laughs> that's that was his description oh. for this movie. And I would yeah, it, it is like a Lord of the Rings. It's like a Jewish Lord of the Rings, but wow. like anxiety ridden. So, yeah, I love that <laughs> quote. I love that quote. It's so good. Uh, so next up we have, so this film's actually based off a short film, which I thought was oh, like, wow. crazy. And I, I ended up having to look, I, I couldn't find the short film. I found somebody had posted a video that had some clips from the short film, but the simplest version of it is basically, uh, so this is a two, 2011 short film he did called Bo. And it was an inspiration for this film. In this film, very similar to the movie, Bo has to travel to his mother's and someone steals his key. So this, this, this guy on the picture, that's, the guy who plays bow in this, the short someone steals his keys in a suitcase as he's like walking out the door. And then someone like runs past him and cusses him out. And it's very similar to what kind of happens at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. So there's also a monster and some weird stuff that happens in, in his uh, short, but it's also like very like a mental breakdown type of thing. It's not as obviously as like grandiose and like a big Epic, like this movie is, um, but it's, it's like a much more, distinct uh, type short film. The next up we have, let's talk about Joaquin Phoenix real quick. So Joaquin has been nominated four times by the Academy, including Best Supporting Actor and Best Actor for Gladiator, Walk the Line, and The Master. And then he finally won uh, with Joker in 2019 for Best Actor. I think there's, but I, I, Charlie, besides that, I think there's this weird parallel with Joaquin Phoenix and this movie. And that is, he's like, he's famous. One of the things that he's, it's not that he's famous for, but his his brother, his brother who who had passed away tragically at a very young age, like twenty three, um, and his brother was River Phoenix, who was a much more at the time was probably a much more bigger name uh, yeah. back when he passed away. And I just think it's weird because this movie kind of delves a little bit into that thing where it's like he it, in the movie, Bo keeps having this dream about you see this other Bo, this other kid Bo. And you a think a better like, version better? of yourself. Yeah. A better a, version a of a stronger self. version of me. Yeah. But like the movie has nightmare logic. So like you think it's a dream and then, and then you're not sure if it's like his visions and, and then it turns out that in aren't his visions at times. So it's a very like confusing 
like I'm not sure if this is real, if this is not real type thing. But yeah. I do think that's just a weird parallel between like your brother who had passed away, like was very famous before you were famous, like kind of thing. And that kind of there's a similar parallel with that in this movie. Um, next yeah. up. Yeah, this guy's real. Like, I think everybody online thought he was CGI. Like, he thought they they thought he was a CGI. Look at his face. Look he looks like an yeah. AI creation. He's yeah. just too rounded, you know? No, he looks so weird. But no, he's a real person. Armin uh, Pettin. It doesn't matter. Egyptian? I'm going to screw. I, maybe. I didn't I didn't look too deep into to all this stuff. But yeah, apparently a lot of people online thought he was a CGI lookalike. He's... That's he's a real person. I thought that and when he was, I saw he, the dude, he was spot on. He was yeah. he there was there was no difference between young Bo and older Bo. It was like mm -hmm. perfect. Pitch perfect. Yance, did you two. think he was real? Did you think he was a CGI creation? Yeah. You just thought he was a real person? <laughs> I, I thought he was fake. I didn't think he was real. Maybe Are you it's asking just Nan seriously. <laughs> I am asking Nan seriously. You didn't okay, have the cleft lip thing. Yeah, that yeah, is true. Right? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, you didn't have that. Yeah. I mean, and in okay. a world where Bo gets like stabbed at random, CGI like I, you can believe that he would suddenly have the scar on his lip. Yeah. So next, next yeah. up, we have the the main antagonist for this movie, uh, Bo's mom, Mona Wasserman, uh, played by Patty Lapone. Is she in Peaky Blinders? I the young one didn't see. Yeah, she might be. And then the She's younger one is Zoe Lister Jones. Yeah. Um, Lapone is a three-time Tony Award winner. She's probably best known for her guest role on Frasier, and she also appeared in American Horror Story, uh, the mm. movie Witness with Harrison Ford, and Driving Miss Daisy. Lester Jones, on the other hand, had had many roles on television. She'd done some Law and Order. She had recruiting a recurring role on New Girl and main roles on shows like Life in Pieces and Slip, which I've never seen any of those. I don't know if you guys have seen her, but she's fairly good. And then... Breeze right through Nathan Lane. Everybody knows Nathan Lane. Of course. He's, he's the voice of Timon. And dude, Puma he was and in like, Mousetrap. He's in, oh, dude, Mousetrap. Great. Or is, it, is it Mouse Love Hunt that. or Mousetrap? It's Mousetrap. No, no. Is it Mousetrap? Mouse? Yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's the Mouse Hunt. I think it's Mouse Hunt. It's the one with, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's the house and everything. And there's the mouse and they have to get Yeah. The, it's a great movie. You should check it out. Uh, and then okay, you got yeah, Amy Mouse Ryan. Hunt. Mouse Hunt. Mouse Hunt. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Amy Ryan. She plays Grace. Um, and she's best known for probably The Office, yeah. I believe. She plays Holly in The Office. Um, she was also in Birdman. She was also in The Office. Like I said The Office. The Wire. I guess she was in The Wire. I've never seen The Wire again. I need to see The Wire. I need to see it. I need to see it. This couple's then... son, his friend, that guy is from the opening of Inglorious Bastards, right? Yes. Is that's he? him. Okay. He's, he's the woodchopper guy with yeah. the are you hiding the Jews and all that. Yeah. But he's like put But on. he's like he's kind of he's kind of fat. Yeah. I think. It's the difference. I didn't put him in here, but I did not know that. I kind of wish I I did that. Thank you. I mean, oh, he didn't do a whole Start the night over. Damn it. I knew we were going to I knew we were going to go long tonight anyway, so I'm like, I'm not going to put everybody in here, but that's yeah. fine. This one's fine. Parker Posey She's one of those faces that you recognize, but you can't quite put your finger on it. She was in Coneheads. She was in Days of the Confused. Coneheads. She was in You've Got Mail. Um, but also, like recently, we talked about she Scream was in Blade Spirits. Trinity. She was in Blade Trinity. Um, <laughs> Who is this in Bo is Afraid? I don't. Is she the forest lady? She's Elaine. She's Elaine. Dude, she's he's, like his, the love of his life. The love of his life. Oh. That's Elaine. That's, that's his. 
she's the yeah that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie and it's <laughs> yes. so messed up i thought that was so the ending up. of the movie and then it went i on thought for so too hour. and <laughs> you're like uh -oh. of lord of the rings this movie has so, like 17 endings so yeah it does so speaking of scream remember we talked about scream a couple of weeks back um she was in scream three and she plays Nico, the gail yeah, weathers yeah, yeah Nico. so she's Nico's in, she all plays, over it. <laughs> he goes like, "Scream, scream, yeah. scream!" <laughs> wait, wait, Nico, pull up the clip. Pull up the clip. <laughs> He's got Send a clip for yes. everything. He's already got Nico. it. So yeah, she plays the fake Gail Weathers, the one that's in the yeah. in-universe stab movie. She plays that character. Back when this, when the scream movies were meta, you don't speak for the. You fans. don't speak for the fans, <laughs> Chucky Rance. And then uh, we've got okay. This one's just funny to me. So we got uh, Stephen Mc. Kenley Henderson, he plays the therapist. Uh, Henderson has played many character actors. He's a character actor going back all the way to the 79. Uh, he's been in films such as Lady Bird and recently Dune. And then he was also in Manchester by the Sea. Dune so this part, this last part's not really trivia. It's just me being dumb. Um, I honestly thought that he was in Renfield. And I was like, wait, I thought, I thought this guy was the same guy in Renfield who played the cop's partner. I thought that's who this was. I looked the guy up. It's two oh, wow. different dudes. They, yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, are you sure they're not related? God, yeah. they look exactly alike. They look exactly it's alike. It's not CGI? No. So the wow. other actor is Adrian Martinez. And he played, he was in Renfield from last week. And, but I <laughs> no swear, way. you, these guys, you could put them in a movie together and one could play father and son. Like yes, they look, for sure. they, they have a very distinct, similar yeah. look. You write that movie, you write that movie, and then boom, boom, boom. you got it. Boom. A, a movie, uh, Sanford and Sons <laughs> reboot. Everybody wants to reboot Sanford and Sons. There you go, right there. Yes, Kevin. Kevin says this is why I'm not in charge of casting because, uh, <laughs> so you guys are aware, I'm making a movie and Kevin's helping me with the casting right now. So, and he's he's not happy because he keeps getting emails from every every person in the world. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, Kevin. We're doing great. This is going to be great. Uh, finally, Bill Hader's in this movie. Bill Hader plays yeah. the UPS guy. Everybody He's in the theater knew it too. Yeah, but wait, wait, wait. Did, I don't he, know if... did he play the voice? I didn't know did it till I saw Yes, that's him. that's that's the voice. And then yeah, when when the camera's like he's turned around and kind of hiding his face. There's a news that's report. There's a news report where they show Bill Hader just he's like this, and he's and he's like I you know he's like I never I, I I don't want I any part of this, it. but you can tell yeah. it's Bill Hader. But um, but I. I, I over the phone, it didn't sound like him. It didn't sound like Bill Hayes. I mean, maybe I'm not on second look, but voices. I, I mean, no, I would. I think I, I, I like to think I would completely recognize Bill Hader, and it didn't sound like him in the phone. No. But it, but obviously, it's it looked and sounded like him during his cameo. So I'm willing to bet that he was like a huge fan of the last two movies that Ari Aster did, and was like, I want to be on the next one. And Ari's like, I, I got a role for you that's going to be hilarious and something it's, extremely it's, obscure. It's, and it's just. He's like, I don't have a lot of time, but like, yeah, I'll put you in the movie for like, like you'll spend two days or a day yeah. or whatever. He's like, okay, I'll be in the movie. Yeah, that's that's my guess is what happened, but I have no idea for real, for sure. Uh, Nans, I need a new photo of you, buddy. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Because I'm very curious. I knew this was gonna be kind of like um, Infinity, Infinity Pool, Pool but yep. I actually, well. I wouldn't say fully enjoyed, but definitely enjoyed this more than Infinity Pool. Okay. Um, watching it, especially towards the end, I got the vibe of Truman Show. If instead of a TV network, it was your mom controlling every aspect of your life. Yes. And not for entertainment, but for her own like 
she's a crazy person. Well, it, and then yeah. of course I was thinking of Charlie and me, and we all know people that you know they're starting to have kids or something, and they're just like overbearing. And it's like you got you just let your kid go out and get hurt, and like yes. Yeah. Yes. Like there's a, there's a, uh, Charlie is there's, all about this movie. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All about the, it, dude. Nance is not wrong because you see this, you see, you see people who you guys have heard me, whether I'm ranting about bond or what, whatever it may be. And I'm like, how many people out there, like the difference between being something like, for example, somebody who is a conscientious objector, I don't believe in violence. I will stand out of the war and, 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 and it's supposed to sound all noble and everything, but the flip side of that is how do you know you're not just a coward? And that's the that difference. Reminds me. So like that is the difference. Watching this movie, it's it starts out in my head like Bo is a bitch. And then as yes. it progresses, man child. I mean, McCurdy, you you mentioned it's like a dream, like especially in the middle with that play mm -hmm. scene. Yeah. It turns into a fever dream and you feel like you're tripping out. Yeah. And then you figure out what has been behind the scenes the whole time. And it's like, oh, Bo's he is a bitch. But he's not entirely the whole time. Deplaying. You're like, just stand up for yourself. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a 16 year old girl. Just like, just yell at her yeah. and she'll back yeah. off, but he can't stand up to anybody. And that's the crux mm. of the whole movie is that he, he really is this little boy. And the moment that anybody gives him any pushback, he's like, ah, but I mean, well, I mean, well, but nobody cares that you mean well, nobody cares. They take advantage of you in life. They take advantage of you. If you don't stand up for yourself, and that's this whole movie. And it's three hours long of just seeing this guy just like going through one trial after another. And never, ne never once does he like grab the reins of his life. To You're just like, dude, all you got to do is like grow some balls. But the problem is that a lot of times nowadays men are told, no, 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 don't don't be tough. Don't don't fight back. Just like just kind of be reserved and nice and decent. And it's like, okay, that what, what that brings to mind is you should have the ability of like killing a motherfucker when it comes time for it, but you should, you should restrain yourself. You should be able to defend yourself, but, but reserve yourself. But with someone like this, this is, this is that person who has been completely emasculated by his mother because his mother wants him to be useless so that he'll never leave her. So Nans, you're not wrong. The movie reveals by the end, that his mom is so rich, she's so wealthy, that she has been able to control every aspect of his life, yeah. even if he doesn't know. Like, Imagine he, like, like she owns Johnson & Johnson. Yeah. Because he yes. like, is at home. I mean, mm -hmm. You find out later on that like you see him eating like a microwave meal. His mom owns that company. She bought that company. Uh, so she, she owns his it. therapist. She, yes. she like everyone the building is an employee in. of his. Yeah. There's yeah. another there's another big hint when he's like her in desire. so at the by the end of the movie he gets to her house and he's yep. walking down that little staircase. And okay, so there's two things, right? So like he's walking down in the staircase and you see all these photos of him as he's growing up. One of the photos though is not a, like a regular person photo like like you would, you know, like you take like this is you know, it's not like something like this with me and my my son or anything like that it's a it's a surveillance photo it's like a photo of oh that's a surveillance photo from like a video camera yeah that that was taking place and then if you remember mm. earlier in the movie this is this is like when we go into deep dive like this this thing connects to this thing right earlier in the movie he ends up at this at this family's house at the at the surgeon's we do a house. synopsis we 
we will. But he ends up at the surgeon's house, and the surgeon's mom is like, or the surgeon's wife's like, go to channel this. And then he's like, flips to the channels, and sure enough, he's on the camera. Yeah, and it's just like a watched. slight hint that he is he is being watched, and he doesn't yeah, realize. Yeah. And like when you watch the movie, I I was like I'm, then, I was lost. He this, fast this, forwards, okay, this is why this is right? why Nan's like, yeah, that's, that, like, that, that's the, the thing. Heck? Occasionally, things get like uh, like they say in it's, the, it's, in the play it's, segment. They it's, like to blur the line between like it is David Lynch dream logic. This yes. movie has David Lynch dream logic. Where but David Lynch you, though, David Lynch takes things to a degree where you go. Uh, you're losing me. Whereas this movie follows a singular theme from beginning to end, which yes. is mom. This is mommy issues the movie. So, so like real quick, real quick, <laughs> the whole to Nance's point, the whole thing is that the premise is like your mother, and you don't know this until until like at the third act. That the whole premise is like, what if your mom was such an over, not just a normal overbearing mom where you could just move to another state and get an apartment? What if she was so rich? that she could follow you everywhere you go, buy everything that you are associated with so that you yeah. never get out of the metaphorical basement. And like create and, and market you, products for you yes. as you age too. Yes, but as you said, as you said, it's like she's um, uh, 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 like the Truman Show. The Truman Show elements are where after you've seen the movie, you have to question, you have to go, well, wait a second. So that all that stuff, all the stressful things where he was living where like literally outside your window is like people yeah, getting murdered all day that was was real. she paying people to do that the whole time was she running the show from beginning to end the whole time that's those are the questions that this asks so that's why i bring yeah. up huevos here huevos is like like be like bond like to bring bond back and you know we'll always bring bond yeah. back into this that's the thing like like this whole movie is just like this emasculated guy that you're like, dude, just, just like, just take charge. But he can't because the whole world is against him. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there these days who are just like this, where they literally can't even go across the street to buy a bottle of water without anxiety medication. I mean, how many times have you guys heard people brag about the anxiety they have? I like Every that time the I anxiety hear it, medication it gives them anxiety though. Cause the doctor's like, no, <laughs> Take this without water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the yeah. Well, that that, that also, yeah. To me, that 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 goes back to the like for me that was the, that was another one of those where I was like in the beginning of the movie it did feel like like it was one of those adages your parents would tell you as growing up as a kid is like you need to have this when you do it. like 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 I think everyone's heard the one where it's like don't eat food before you jump in the pool like that one yeah I've heard every parent has probably told told you it's like you're gonna get cramps if you do that um charlie you nans and charlie you both you both touched on this i literally read th wrote this down before we started doing this two hours five hours ago when before, you know when we actually started started uh i said so much of this so much this this movie has so much to say about childhood trauma that comes from our parents and how insane that comes down to us um, I think we are living in an age i do i really do think this i think we're living in this age where now we're having this realization of how our parents molded us for better or for worse. Like there's so much out there now because I think at the internet, I think people are, are coming to a, a point where they're like, Oh yeah, this thing that your mom and dad did to you. Like, that's why you act like an asshole, Chucky Rance. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, but no, no, that hey, really no, is. No, no, no. I have that, Napoleon like, complex. Okay. That has nothing to do with my parenting. <laughs> right now, okay? But no, but, but really, no, I mean, in reality though, like we think about it, like, you know, I, I'm dealing as a parent now where I'm realizing I'm having these moments where we're like, 
am I going to ruin my kid if I tell him to do this or if I don't spend time with them with this or if I'm doing something and I tell him like, hey, I'm doing this, go to your room, like things like that. Like I'm thinking about these things now. And I think that's sort of what this movie is also talking about. And like, and of course, it's the extreme where you have the overbearing helicopter mom who's just like once, you know, we, we just talked about it. But like this movie, I think that's really part of what it's talking about is now we have like a lot more. Cause I was talking yeah. about my wife about this the other day about like, you know, I remember like we talk about our parents and just like the things that they would do that would drive us nuts or like the reason why we act a certain way is because, you know, uh, one parent, I'm going to incriminate my parents here, but like one parent would do something where, you know, it would give you a lot of anxiety. And then that's why you have anxiety when you do something at work or, or, uh, you know, when you're treating dude, somebody dude, or talking to it as a person. A lot of you know? times, though, those are for good things. Like, hey, don't pick your nose, you fucking weirdo. No, I'm, I'm not even talking about those things. This, like, though, but this is different. This is a classic case of, of again, like there are there are people who and, and as Nance brought up, uh, people we know are having kids and some people, for example, uh, it, it is a well-known thing that uh, a, a new mom has a really hard time hearing her baby cry to the point where a responsible husband will physically restrain her from uh, comforting her child. It's like, no, no, no. You have to just let them cry. You have to leave the baby in a room and let them cry and eventually they'll fall asleep. But that mom is like, <sighs> like they feel this incredible pain. No, I need to go comfort my child. And you see that in this movie. How does young Bo and his mom pass nights away, gentlemen? Pass nights away? They, oh, sleep, they sleep together in the same, in the same bed. Oh, yeah, they're that in the same a, bed. Yeah. That is a telltale sign of an overbearing mother. And that's not healthy. That that yeah. is one of the worst things you can do to a kid. And it's not be it's 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 one of those things where, like, again, to bring Infinity Pool into this, what I kept saying about Infinity Pool is that it's a movie about Satanism. And not Satanism like, oh, here's a devil with a pitchfork, but more so Satanism, if you if you really need to just see it as the highest metaphor possible, it is just a metaphor for selfishness. So when you have an overbearing mother like this, she doesn't comfort her son because she, she pretends, she tells the world that I'm I'm sleeping with my son because I want to calm his anxiety and it's for him, but really it's to calm her own anxiety. She's not she's not sacrificing her ill feeling for the betterment betterment of her son. She is making herself feel better, meanwhile crippling her son by sleeping in the same bed as him. She is making mm-hmm. her son a, a she is she's fomenting dependency upon her to always feel better wrapped around mommy rather than than building up his independence. That makes her a bad mother. And yet yeah. she doesn't have a husband there to say, no, no, no. You sleep in my bed with me and our son, Bo, is going to go sleep in his room. I don't care how much he whines and cries. He needs to learn to be independent. But because they don't have that presence, she sleeps in the same bed as her son until he's like 15 years old. And then goes so far as to tell her son, never, ever fall in love with another woman and have sex with her because you will literally die. die. (laughs) That's one of the big big details of this movie is – Mommy is your everything and and no other woman is ever going to steal you away. I mean, this is like the best movie that's ever been told so far as like a a demonic, satanic single mom ruining her son. And guys, what happens like and this is the big spoiler. What happens 
at the end of the movie, after he finally, like, for the once in his life, he takes charge and he wraps his arm, his hands around his mom's throat, and she, I mean, we can assume she dies. What happens to Bo right after that? Are you talking he's about like, when he gets in the boat? He's like, he yeah, I'm sorry, up, yeah, mommy. I'm sorry. Yeah, what, what happens to Bo right after that? He gets to, like, he, he's, he dies. He's apologetic. He also dies because he can't live yeah. in a world without his mommy. That's the whole thing. That whole ending is... The, the, whole, the whole ending, ending is, is like, what the... But that ending... Yeah. that en You have to understand what that ending is. Like, okay, so anytime a character is, like, going through a cave... It's a metaphor for any number of things, right? That cave could be his mom's cunt, right? He could straight up be like returning back to like crawling. I mean, back the movie opens with vagina. him being birthed. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the moment that the movie opens with him being born, you know, the movie's probably going to end with him dying and the movie does end with him dying. But to get there, he first kills his mom and then he goes through a cave. The ca a cave typically will mean like the underworld or it'll mean um, it might mean it might straight up mean vagina. Uh, in this case, it's quite clear to me that we are we are we are delving. Is there into a light his... at the end of the tunnel? No, but we are delving into <laughs> his no. judged. We're delving into his consciousness and what happens when we're in there. Imagine that we're inside of his brain and what's happening. His mom is sitting there basically silent while a lawyer type figure. I assume that was the voice of the lawyer that we heard earlier. The lawyer is talking mm. about all these things that all of his transgressions, all these things that he yeah. did. These when you were five, you didn't say I were, love you back to your mom. Yes. And they're, they're all these <laughs> misconstrued things where he's he's it's him arguing with his own consciousness where he's like, no, what I meant to do was this. And it's like, no, you were a little bastard and you did this. He's like, no, no, no. But I meant well. And I did this. That's that's his that's like his internalized consciousness of his mother fucking screaming at him about all these horrible sins he committed against her. And we all, we as an audience, we know it's a lie. We know that he meant well, that he didn't mean to hurt her or anything like that, but this is all happening in his head. And it is, it is like the most metaphorical that the movie goes because it, it really does end on something that is like essentially absurd. He's in an auditorium surrounded by people kind of like, like sea world or something. And there's like a literal, uh, what do you call it? The screen on Jumbotron the top of a jump. There's a Jumbotron, Jumbotron yeah. showing all of his sins and all that. We're in the guy's conscience. We're in his consciousness. We're in his mind after he's just murdered his mom, but his mom is still a part of him and yelling and screaming at him that he's such an asshole. And what happens? He dies because a guy like that cannot live in the world once his mom's dead because his whole life has been just about his mom. Like his mom has made him so dependent on him that once he literally commits matricide and murders his mother, he doesn't last that much long after. He probably, I mean, it, 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 the, the reality of it, like the Birdman style reality, where it's like, here's the metaphor, here's the reality. He probably just took a boat out and just crashed on the rocks and just killed himself because he couldn't live in a world without his mommy. As you said, McCurdy, there's a lot to unpack in this movie. There's I fucking a lot love this to movie. Unpack. I love yeah. this movie. <laughs> so can we, can we, let's jump to the, uh, you want to jump to the but where we should rank this movie then? If you if you number, love this number movie one, so number, number one, one. <laughs> number one, man's the only thing. Okay, so Charlie, the only argument I have against it not being number one, okay, is literally it's just it's at times I feel like it is way too long to get the point it's across, long. and sometimes and it's here's long. the thing, I I agree I agree it should have been like I agree that like 
this is very much a journey. It feels like a very Lord of the Rings-esque story. I do, personally, I like road movies. I like movies where characters meet different characters along the way, along their journey. And this, go is the Odyssey, like this is the Odyssey, dude. This is the love Odyssey. those types of movies. Yeah, Lord this of the Rings, is, the Odyssey, I love Ulysses that kind of stuff. Heading, this is Ulysses not heading to his wife, Jewish, but heading back to his mommy. Yeah. The Jewish Lord of the Rings where his, he has to go to his mom's house. Um, yeah. I love that. I love that. But I do think that sometimes uh, some of those, those some of the things that happen, I'm not 100% sure if like they needed those extra scenes or those extra moments for every little bit in the movie. Yeah, what There's stuff be? in the movie that I think, like, what I don't know. Like, um, like, you know, like, I don't know if the surgeon stuff was necessary at, at times. But like, I do, I could see where like, the thing where like you're being incriminate, you're incriminating yourself or like, yeah, you know, wasn't like, that stuff. When she Some said, these... don't incriminate yourself. I was like, yeah, there's, there's parts of the movie where I was like, I'm like, I, I see like later on in the movie, like that kind of helps reveal or gives a little insight as to, Oh, the mom's been controlling him this entire time type thing. But then there were times where I'm like, I don't know if, if every scene with the, the, the sister, his sister, not his actual sister, that was necessary for the movie to like the... you needed that fuck you she's drinking the paint yeah, i lost it yeah i like, lost I'm, it. I'm wondering if it turns into like just everyone is crazy everyone has an aspect of anxiety but did you, oh oh the paint really scene hold on the paint the scene charlie the paint scene did you pick up on the colors of the paint and do you think they have blue any pink. meaning blue and pink but she drinks the blue one and kills her do you think that had any bearing on the whole Probably. story like I, like she's messed that, up because her parents. Because this movie is brother, very like right? this movie is very like anti-masculinity, like but like in the regards of not just like I'm not talking about like toxic masculinity. I'm talking about just like men in general. All men are awful, and then the like son they it, lost is like the they're like the the polar opposite of Bo. Yeah. yeah so okay. So so Bo Bo ends up. Uh, uh, and if you just, oh just, oh just and if you if you if you would have become him. Just given the background, Bo yeah. uh, uh, gets uh, hit by a car. Like yeah. the whole thing is that Bo's Bo finds out that his mom's dead, and he needs to get back to. He needs I think to go we need home to do to, a synopsis, to, beginning to end. Do you have a synopsis? I think we can all pull one together. Okay, so let's just do it. Okay, so Bo is born. So, you do the first. <laughs> you do the Bo first. Bo born. Here, Charlie. Charlie, you do the first act. I'll do the second act. Okay, Nans, you you do the third do act, the first and then. Act. So Bo right. is born to a, uh, we'll and the first thing out. you notice is like the mom is screaming a lot, right? Why is he crying? Why is he crying? This, this, his mother is is freaking out. Whereas like she should, she, you know, I need to comfort him right away, and that was perfect. Like just right yeah. away showcasing that his mother is a selfish, selfish, satanic weirdo who doesn't who who wants to kneecap her son. And will always comfort him, not for his benefit, but for her, her own. And that's how you—that's how you yeah, ruin. Mother knows best, your even more than the doctors and all that. Hey, Nance, mother knows best. Did you just pull that out of nowhere? No. Okay, real quick, well, real quick. I think we all have heard it. Hold on, Charlie. Yes. Synopsis. No, no, synopsis. No, no, focus. no, 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 no. Real quick, because I, I got to say this: um, when movies are made, when any production is is had, they're typically put under an LLC just for that production as itself to, for whatever tax purposes, whatever it may be yeah. structuring. So if you wait to the end of the movie, uh, usually what they'll do is they'll think of like a really clever name for the LLC to associate with the movie. So they're not going to do uh, Bo is afraid LLC. They, they, they put it under something else. Like if you're going to mm. do, if you're going to make a movie about JFK, you might put it under like grassy Knoll LLC 
right? Some some okay. clever yeah. something associated with it. Guess yeah. what the LLC was for this? Mother's knows, knows best. best. M- Mommy knows best. LLC <laughs> produced this movie. That's funny. Nice. So they basically took the theme and put it in the LLC, which is genius. But anyway, so Bo is born. Bo goes to fast forward forty some years. Bo's like a forty something guy, um, just graying, kind of a schlub, just like very unattractive. Extre- like James Bond, polar. These guys, polar opposite of these guys. He goes to see his oh, therapist. Me and McCurdy. And his therapist is very very happy everything is very much like how do you feel and all that and and the theme is stated directly when uh he asks him like do you feel he's like i'm gonna go visit my mom and my mom blah 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 and he's like do you feel guilty about that do you feel guilty about uh whatever the way you treat your mom or whatever and the therapist pulls up his notepad and he just close up on he just writes guilty the only (laughs) the only note he makes is guilty and it's all about guilt and so at first you kind of think, again, going into it, not knowing anything, you're like, okay, this is going to be like a quirky movie about parents or something. But then something amazing happens. Suddenly we're introduced to Bo's world and he's walking through the streets of some unknown city. Like it's like a New York type city. He's in the and, slums and he's, for sure. And he's, yeah, he's, and it's like, there's dead bodies in the street and like absolutely anything and everything that could possibly ever be stressful. Or again, like the mainstream media is always pushing like the, the corporate news. It's just like, everything's out to get you. There's people jumping off buildings and, and like, just like all chaos and everybody's trying to murder you. And he's navigating through this. I love the naked he, stabby guy. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, what yeah. my favorite, my favorite little bit from that whole thing that my favorite little set deck bit was there's a sign on the wall that says something like, like uh death by death by fuck murder by anal or something exactly like, like there's like, a lot of weird graffiti so at this laugh. point like i like i i won't take the time to do it because there's so much there there's yeah. like somebody has to go through this movie in every single frame again it's yeah. like it's like the prequels every single frame is so, so dense. dense there's so much going on it yeah uh there's there is like there's just stuff written everywhere like one of them one of the billboards says like it's like, do what you want, betray your mother. Like, that's one of the lines is betray your mother. Like, there's all these, there's just like yeah. all these Easter eggs. And, and the whole time I'm like trying to read it, but it's moving too quick. And I'm like, God, like I can't Mario wait for movie. this movie to be on video. For I want to like freeze for just it's, like Mario. Yeah, it's a Mario movie for adults. <laughs> just like Mario so, movie for adults. Exactly. So then, uh, so then he, he, um, uh, he gets home. The whole thing is he's going to go, he's got a planned trip to go see his mom. Uh, he, 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 um, he's got a really stressful night where like everybody in the world is out to get him. He's getting all these threats. Every people outside are being murdered left and right. It's, it's, it's chaos. There's a sign on the wall. That's like, uh, there's, there's a uh, black widow spiders in the building. Brown recluse. They're going to like <laughs> Brown rot your skin. Like it's just, it's like, it's everything in the world that could is out to get you. So then, um, uh, he, he ends up sleeping in late because all this stuff going on with his neighbors. And, and all in all, he can't make the trip. His keys get stolen. He calls his mom and he's like, I can't, I can't leave. I don't even have my keys. Like it'd be dangerous. And, and she's, she's, she immediately. But he's asking her to be clear. He's like, right, right. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's like, tell me what I should do. And like, (laughs) you, you always have told me what to do. What do I do? And the whole thing is like. Um, uh, he feels bad, but we know, we, as the audience know that he's telling the truth, but she's, she, she starts playing the victim. You know, you're always like this. You always ruin everything. Like she is being the overbearing, terrible mother. 
uh, I mean, she's a monster, and we we feel that right away. It's but then very what happens is parent traits. So yes, yes, narcissistic parent. But then flash forwarding to uh, you know the the payoff. I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to tell the whole water bottle scene because that was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in general. So flash forward to um, he gets the news that uh, that his mother is dead. And we already talked about that scene. He's on the phone with a delivery guy who says, I just yeah. walked into this house and there's a dead body. Mom's dead. So then from there, one of my all time favorite scenes ever occurs where he takes a bath <laughs> again. I don't even want to ruin it. I don't, yeah, I don't want to so mention weird. it because yeah. that was one of the great, that was like one of the greatest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. I was like enthralled. I, this was me. This was me it's watching. Such a weird. I, I, the edge probably, that's leaning that, forward, like, probably no, no. Probably sixty-five percent no? of the movie was me, like, like laying back, like hiding, looking like this. This is my face. <laughs> for for sixty-five yeah. to seventy percent of the movie, I was just like a gape, like just, yeah. and I like you know people say, oh my jaw dropped. No, mouth a gape, enthralled by this fucking movie for most of it. So, uh, so that's the whole like first act is him. Uh, uh, but hold on, you didn't in that in the act. How does the act end? How does first... No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying. So the whole that whole first act is like uh, uh, learning that his mom dies, and then he. Um, so the bathtub scene that I won't talk about, but he ends up running out of his his um, uh, apartment naked, uh, running into a cop, and because he's like, I need a, I need police, <laughs> but the police. <laughs> Is like again, I'm not gonna ruin that either because that was such a magical moment. Police, the police are about to kill him, and then he gets hit by a car, and that car ends up being Nathan Lane and what's her name's uh Amy, like they're Amy, driving yeah, Amy it. Ryan. Amy, Amy Ryan. Yeah. And uh yeah. and so act two is he wakes so, up and he's hold on, I'm in doing act two. You're house. doing no no, I'm setting yeah. I'm 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 setting up for you. Yeah. He he yeah. wakes up in the house of them yeah. and uh this is your fault, McCurdy, that I have to pee, so I'm going to uh, All right, so I'll go I'll, I'll do a very truncated well, version of, of of that scene yeah. of act, yes. act two. Because these are like whole things that are going on, right? So like yes. continue uh, while I like, almost their own feels like it happens over the course of thirty it's, minutes. It's like, they are almost like their whole yeah, other yeah. movies for the, yeah. when we talked about acts, these are like a whole movie and like uh, in you know whatever 45 minutes or whatever so he wakes up right he wakes up he's in a little girl's bedroom he has no idea where he's at he meets nathan lane who plays plays roger and amy ryan plays grace they're this like weird loving family but like like nathan lane's a surgeon and yeah. amy uh amy amy ryan is like this just sweet lady and they're like taking care of him and he doesn't know why he's in this this girl's bedroom. He also meets the their their daughter, who's just the worst. Like they treat her like she's this nice little girl. She's like the worst Gen Zer ever, and she like smokes pot and is like downs pills like crazy, and yeah. it's just and she's nuts. And the big thing is their whole life is is surrounded by their 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 deceased son, who is a a army veteran. And uh, and because of this, also, there is a weird dude that lives in a trailer outside their house who is like also an army veteran. And he was friends like I think he was in the same like, squad or something. Same squad, deep friends. But he had a mental break and he had killed all these people. And they, they are like kind of taking care of him. And he has these moments where he's like running around and 
and uh, he'll just start uh, sprinting. <laughs> he just starts sprinting, and he's just like this loose. He's almost like a dog that they have on a in, in their yeah. house. He's not even like a human being in the movie. And uh, and Pitbull. and while this is going on, there's some conflict between um, uh, 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 Bo is trying to leave. Bo's the whole time. He's like, I need to get to my my mom's place. I need to get to Wasserton, which is where his his mom's house, because my mom's having this funeral. And he talks to the lawyer. And the lawyer's like, we've been waiting for you. Where are you? You need to get here. Uh, we're not going to, we have to watch the body. Like, it's very inconsiderate of you not be here. So he's all really stressed out. There's all this anxiety. He talks to Nathan Lane. He's like, hey, man, I need to, you know, I need to, can you take me to my mom's? I'll leave tonight. But he's been brutally stabbed by by a person that, will, that you see in the first act that he's like hit by a car. So there's all these wounds. And he's like, no, you got to wait here. You're going to have to stay. I can bring you tomorrow. I can't take you today. And he's all stressed out about this more and more as the movie goes on. And then there's this another scene where like, there's some conflict with him and the, the little girl. And she just doesn't like him because he's living in her, in his bed. She's that's she's, all it is. He's sleeping that's in his bedroom. She, she, he took her bedroom. That's all it is. Let's <laughs> take your bedroom. She but she's she is also messed up. up. She's she's, she's taking weed. as many pills as him. But she knows he's a fuck up. She knows she's a he's a fuck up, and she's fucking with him, and like all this other weird shit happens. And then eventually, the most eventually, in the movie. <laughs> I, I, and then eventually, Minus something happens with her that that flips everything. Well, I, I I did mention this earlier, but while this is all going on. Uh, the mom's like, here, watch television. And she seems like to be the only possible person that actually know tells him what's going on. And oh, yeah, she says something sure like, don't she said, she like lit writes on a nap. It's like, don't incriminate yourself. And he has no idea what this means. And she's like, turn the channel. Like she whispers in his ear. She's like, go watch some TV. Change the channel 73. And so he yeah. turns the channel and he's on the television screen. And he realizes that like he's being watched. There's this also weird dream moment where we get a flash forward of what happens in the rest of the movie, which is really bizarre, but very cool. Um, and then and then something happens with the girl. I won't spoil that, but it's involves again, Kate. again, immediately like like leading the charge in the theater, laughing my ass off. Yes. And, you know, fuck like you. Like, she, she, fuck you. Fuck you like, pussy. I, like, yeah, that was that uh, was, was great. So, so this is something like happens to her. I've ever seen. It is and so I dark. Could not. I was like choking. I was like, so, stop laughing. You're the only one really laughing, dark. but it's so funny. You know, <laughs> it's dark. It is dark. So something happens to her, and Bo runs out of the woods. As Bo's running into the woods, uh, it, Amy Amy Ryan Grace character is like tells tells her uh, basically him. he's a dog. He's like rip him apart, rip him yeah. to shreds, and so he's yeah. being chased. Uh, by by the uh, by their guy that lives with them and and he's like the absurd like absurd also didn't forget to mention he also is wearing an ankle bracelet which Nathan Lane plays off as like oh it's there so we can monitor your health it's not it's a tracker we all figured that out pretty quickly yeah. he's running into the woods he's running into the woods and then bam he hits uh, he hits his head on on something and knocks himself out and then we're into act three of this movie. Uh, that's so where you're gonna leave it of course, that's you guys give me the act that I was like. So, are you going to say it's sense. a five act? Are you going to go five? It acts? is a five act. It is a is five it, act a, movie. It's a three hour movie. So I don't even know, you know how to explain what happens after he gets knocked out. He, well, he wants, I, I do. do. I do. So Let me take over. He wakes take up. Over. I'll do my best, and then you okay. take over when okay. I mess up. All right. Okay. He wakes up from knocking himself out maybe a couple hours later. It's dusk or whatever. And 
he hears a woman walking and singing, I guess. She has a lantern yep. and he's like, hey, you know, help me. I don't know what's going on. And no, she, he literally says I'm lost. Yeah. She more or less takes him to this like hippie commune in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Um, she's pregnant um, and they're everyone's like dressed up and really nice to him and they're putting on a play. And yes. then the play, I don't like. Did they Charlie's drug gonna... him or something? Or like, I need oh, someone. I, I want to mention. I want to mention this real quick. I want to mention this okay. part about the play. The play. My friend. So so, and this is also with Ari Aster. This was a because I watched this interview that he did with Martin Scorsese when they did a Martin Scorsese did an interview with Ari Aster about oh. this movie at, at a screening like a really couple cool. days back, a couple days ago, and you can check it out on lunch. Watch it. But one of the things he talks about is like he said. Ari Aster had said when he was making the movie, he wanted to have some droning sound to like hypnotize the audience as it's you're watching. Very this play. hypnotic. And so as as I'm watching it this works. movie with my friend, my friend, the play and the movie, like my I was friend like, turns. To oh, there's me a there's and, a guy in the background who was falling like this. Yeah, like, like in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my friend turns to me as we're watching the movie, and he looks at me. He's like, "Are we? Are we being hypnotized right now?" Like he said it like <laughs> that voice. Like, are we being hypnotized right now? And then I yeah. watched that interview, and That's sure enough, the, the movie, air Austin's like, like a trip. So, so yeah, in that part, there's like this guy who's turning this noisemaker that makes this really weird droning noise, and it plays throughout the play. Yeah. So, Nance, do you want to yeah, live right on the play? Do you want like, Charlie later to jump pulls in? A pistol I, out of. <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I we so never hard. see Bo like, get drugged or anything, but. No, um, he's just watching the play. It's definitely the experience that happens because he's watching a play and then it turns into this whole, like, him living this whole life and he has three sons and they get separated in this great storm and he's been trying to get to them. And then, but so like he's in the play, he is the play, but then he snaps out of it at some point. And the play you're missing is nothing to do. Part. They, you're missing they, an important part. Like part. They say early on, we like to blur the line between the audience. And yeah, because the they're all in costume too. But yeah, the movie, yeah, yeah. the movie is doing this as you're watching too. this. The, the whole, not even just the scene, the whole movie too. But the important thing that you're missing. So the whole, mm. the, he has this whole journey. It's almost like there's a start. There's a Star Trek episode. And you need to watch it. It's called. The, I was gonna it, bring it up. Lights? I knew you bring it up. I wanted to bring it up. Star Trek episode. There's a is? Star Trek episode. There's a Star Trek episode where Picard gets hit by a ray and he wakes up and he has an entire life where he like has mm. kids and they're, he grows they, old they, the, and the enterprise comes upon a space buoy and they're like we don't know what this is and suddenly yeah. he gets there while investigating it suddenly he collapses right so he collapses yep. and he wakes up in this small little town on some planet and he lives an entire life from from as old as he is until his yeah exactly until yes. his until yes. his death and then it went, once he dies and he's lived this whole life with like a family and a woman he loves and children. And then he wakes back up on the Enterprise. He's like, oh, my God, what's happened? And they're like, sir, you've been passed out for 30 seconds. He's like, what? No, I've I've I just lived an entire life. Yeah. I've, it's been 50 years. And it's like, like stuck nope. in his head. He's yeah. stuck in his head. But anyway, that's what kind of happens in this movie is he lives this entire life, this beautiful story about how he how he met a woman and they had children and they had three kids. But then there was this flood and 
and he lost his kids. So he spends his entire life, all his money trying to find these kids. And like, it's almost like this weird spiritual metaphor for life and everything. And then he comes back upon the forest. But (laughs) he finds the the kids. He he says, where's mom, right? And the the, kids. The important thing is the, yeah, the important thing is though, he finds, he's like, he's like, I had three beautiful kids. And then he says, well, you also had a grandmother. And they're like, well, what happened to grandmother? It was like, well, my grandmother, like he does this flashback and he's talking about his grandmother and his grandmother's telling him the story. His mom, his mom's telling him the story about how like, then like what happened to my dad? Well, the night you were conceived, which is also messed up to tell your children about sex at an extremely early age is kind of bizarre. And she's telling him about like, well, the night that he was, you were conceived, he, he came in and he had a heart murmur and died. Yeah. And you're like, and then the kids, that happens in the play scene. And then the kids are like, well, wait, how are we conceived? And he's like, I don't know. And then you realize like, like, that's when everything kind of falls apart. Nance, the whole thing is that he's, so he's, he, he, after living a whole life, right? Just like Picard, he lives a whole life and he wanders back into a forest and he finds the same play people, the commune. And he sits down in the same seat that he sat in back when he started this journey. Uh, yeah. And then and, there's that weird guy. And, and suddenly it's like dad. The, the narrator is sitting on stage with uh, with these three boys. And it's like and then an old man wanders into the play into the audience. And and he suddenly the details of his story are being read by me. And and he stands up and he says, my my boys, my boys, and they come off the stage, and they and 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 the whole thing is like built up into this grandiose so moment. Crazy. But what it comes yeah. down to is 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 he's like, I finally found my my children, and they say, they say, how could you? Uh, he explains to them, he's like, one day, my, one night, my mom, I was in bed with my mom because my mom's a weirdo and I'm a weirdo, and uh, she explained to me that I said, what happened to dad? And she said, your dad died the moment you were conceived. Your dad died because he came in me. And he had a heart murmur and he came to me so hard that he died. And if you ever fall in love and have sex with a woman, you're going to die too in the same way because your dad died that way and your grandfather died that way and your great grand, everybody, all the men in the family die that same way. And, uh, and so he's telling this to his three boys and they just, it's like this big emotional moment when they reunite. And then they're all like, um, uh, but, but dad, um, if you've never been with a woman, how did you conceive us? And then boom, suddenly we cut back and, and, and Bo is standing in the forest at, at the outset of him just sitting down to watch the play. Like it yeah. was all this. And big what's his face? The shows weirdest, up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah, at that, that point, at that down. point, the, the, the son or the, whatever of, of yeah. the, the family that he'd run away from shows up and starts shooting everybody up. He starts like, uh, 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 like a like a mass shooting occurs where he's my favorite part is when the guy's like moving yeah the the best part you mentioned is the guy who's like doing the drawing thing and he's just smoking a cigarette just hanging (laughs) out and then he's a butterfly (laughs) he He pulls pulls a gun gun out out of of the thing but 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 the what you have to understand because that's the moment where most people just like infinity pool most people are going to go well this is weird uh this doesn't make sense i don't understand what's going on no 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 Again, the whole movie, when you're watching the movie, what you need to keep in mind is that this is a movie about an overbearing mother and the effect that that has on a son, effect, effectively emasculating her son, making him useless. Again, opposite of these guys, opposite of Bond. These guys are, are, are bad men. Bond is a bad man and Batman. Batman is a bad man 
who does bad things for the sake of goodness. When, Bo, when we get the... Bo is incapable of doing anything, good or bad. Yeah. He's a useless human being. So that whole that whole play, it begins with him sitting down and it's like, you're going to watch this play. And the whole play begins with the death of a mother and a father. Well, what is the death of mom and dad? If not, the, the, the moment that any individual becomes an adult. And most people, you know, a lot of people say a man never becomes a man until he puts his father in the ground. You are a child until your parents die. And then suddenly you take over and you, you, you either, you either bring in new life and you, you build up that new life or you're a useless piece of shit, which Bo is. But what you need to take from that whole play is the, the, the whole idea behind it is this is Bo's life. If, if his mother was actually a decent woman, mm. like if his, if his mother was, was good or if his mother, even if she was bad and she died off and he became a man. So we watch Bo essentially become a man for the first time in his life. He's been a child. He's 40 something years old. He's still a child. We watch him become a man where he, he finds a wife. And he and he and he begets children. He has three sons, but then he goes through horrible things and like bad things happen and all that. But all in all, he for the first time in his life, he becomes a man. And then at the tail end of seeing this whole story, this whole play that's like 20 minutes long about him becoming a man long, his kids are like, well, wait a second. If you never (laughs) fucked, how are you a man? And the moment that that contradiction happens, he wakes up. And suddenly he's back to being a little boy bitch. He's back to being nothing. He's back to being a child. And he had this fantasy about how he could have been a man. And that's what's so incredible about this movie is that a movie would actually come out that would take 20, 25, 30 minutes to tell a whole story about how a character could be and should be. And and that's one that's where I'm like like now it all makes sense now that I know that uh, now that I remember who uh, Ari Aster is I'm like that makes sense that they would they would take a bet that this guy would take this weird tangent of a story and do something incredible with it and he really did it was all for that moment where his boys go well they're because they're all crying they're like well well dad um if you never came in a woman, then like, how did you have us? And then he wakes up from the fantasy. <laughs> it's like the longest joke ever. It's like, it's like, uh, it's, it like is. The, it's like the moth joke from, um, uh, help me out because whiskey, um, uh, help me out. Who's the, who's the comedian who died? I don't know what you're talking about. Go with the moth oh, joke. Uh, Norm uh, Norm talk- McDonald, Norm McDonald's moth joke, where it's like this 20 minute joke for a short <laughs> payoff. And that makes it the funnier that, yeah. that makes it the funniest joke ever. It's kind of, is, that's kind it, of like the aristocrats. Have you it, seen yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. with the, Bob it, Saget? Yes. It's, it's like, like the most this, messed up thing. It's really long setup for one payoff and it is so worth it. And then what happens? He, he wakes back up. He's back like sitting in the audience of the play and suddenly Everybody in the in the in the audience and the play alike, they start getting shot and like hit with knives and like exploding. And like this guy's this guy from the house that he was previously at starts killing everybody and he runs away again. He runs away, he runs away. The guy's about to to die. He hits incapacitate on the ankle bracelet and uh uh a bow passes out. Now we're into act when, four. When do we get the cruise ship flash? That's an act four. That's an act four, I okay. believe. Because that's all about Elaine, and then he so no, he wakes cruise, up. No, 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 no. The cruise ship was when he got high with the high school girl. That's right. Um, 
Yeah, okay, because we, we kind of okay. skipped that. But but basically, oh, going back, we're there's good. a we're good. yeah, we're All good. Right, so we, who's taking know, Act Four? All right, I guess I'll I'll jump into Act Four. So he finally wakes back up again, um, because that's kind of what this movie is: is a lot of passing out, waking up, and then he it wanders. Is the, it is yeah. sorry. It is the Odyssey. The Odyssey is like a big epic story yeah. that is pocked with like if it was a TV show. Like this would be a couple episodes, and then this would be a couple episodes, yeah. and so on. Where it's like, okay, now we're now we're we're facing the Cyclops. Now we're facing the yeah. Harpies, but it's all extended over enough time that the overall goal is to get back home, yeah. and that's what this is. It's like 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 uh, if you haven't seen Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Go go watch yes, it. It's that's, yes, that's and that is that's a modern Love retelling it. of the Odyssey, where it's yeah. it's one guy with one goal, but it's like. The adventure to get there is pocked by these episodes with different characters who like fuck them over or or uh, uh, like yes, there's so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he so, finally gets to. So he wakes up. He, I believe, he gets. If I remember correctly, he hitchhikes his way back to his mom's place. Yes. Somehow he does it. Mm -hmm. And as he's getting there, he finds out that the funeral that he was racing to get there has already happened. So he's late to the funeral. People yeah, are like packing, packing up stuff, as he's walking, packing in. everything up. And he's like, what happened? Where was the funeral? It's like, oh, we already had the funeral. He's like, oh, okay. And then this is like, this This whole act is a lot of reveals, right? So he gets, he comes into his house. He finds his mother's uh, casket. Uh, casket. And his mother is missing his head because the, and the way she dies, she dies, is a chandelier fell on her head. So she yep. doesn't have a face or a <laughs> head anymore. Evaporated. <laughs> so there's this, just this cast. Ariasta has a and, thing and, about I, decapitations, by the way. Sure, uh, sure. And I'm the guy. I'm the guy in the theater that the moment they show her without a head, I'm like, ah, 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 <laughs> and like nobody's laughing but me. But I'm like, that's a joke. That's a joke, so, people. So she, so so he sees her casket. But then what's crazy is as he's walking through his mother's house, it's starting to reveal things that we didn't know about his mom because yeah. in the beginning of the story, we're not, we don't know what his mom does. We don't know. Uh, the the lifestyle that they that his mother has we have slight hints of it but finally we it's it's slowly revealed that like his mother is like this meat like billion dollar mogul like owns all these companies and all this stuff and we see his her son and all these ads as a child for all these different medications and all these different foods and all this Dude, different she's stuff Electra. and there's she's there's like gang, man there's like all this stuff that she that he's like you're realizing oh like we're really understanding like why is Bo the way he is it's obviously goes his mother and I mean we see that in the movie but it's like it's really really like oh that's what's happening so he yeah. sees all this stuff but then the best part of the movie happens the best part of the movie happens because it's a sex scene it's awesome and he 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 lays down on a couch and he wakes up and they're Elaine. Because he did see Elaine. I did. We, we. I didn't mention this. We see Elaine. This Elaine is this girl. Real quick, he was on a cruise ship, and you see bits of that in the trailer. He was on a cruise ship, and he met this girl, and this girl kind of like, in a way, his mom felt threatened by her, and she had to leave. And we don't know why she had to leave, but we think it's because the mom didn't like. And Elaine's them much more assertive, out. like. Yeah, sort of basic. Yeah, like, and they also look very similar. They really do yes. look like him. Mm. Like. Like he's he's she's, essentially trying to fuck mommy. To, yeah, but to she's she's a lot because most people, as I think most psychologists would say, you tend to marry or are with people that remind you of your parents in a weird way, like yeah, or your family. Or, in if you in your family or general, but usually it's like if you someone who reminds you of your mom or someone who reminds you of your dad. If you're you know the opposite, 
way. And, and that's what she sees in him. Well, then jump forward to the fourth act. Um, we did see like a clip of her, but she was an adult. And he's like, oh, you worked for my mom. And he didn't know that. She comes in and she's late to the funeral. And she's and like, no, no, no coincidence, in. though. It, it, is, it, yeah. is, it is obvious. It is obvious that his mom uh, set it up. Seek, seeked, sook, sought, 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 yes, sought her out. To hire the the love of his uh, the love of her precious baby's life, sought her out to hire her to further control her in his life. Yeah. Continue. So so she so he's like you know obviously he has all these feelings. His mom's dead, as he though so he thinks, and then he like talks to her and he's like I waited for you. She had left him yeah. a note. He's all like waited for you, and it's like hey do you want to come inside and like let's go to the bedroom, let's go to mom's room. She goes, and it's like the first time he's ever had sex. And it's like, you watch that scene and you're like, if you've, most of us have had sex in this, this podcast, right? Hey, <laughs> but it's some, like, it's, some, it feels some that. Of us, some of us, part of our audience are teenagers. You watch your tongue. But all in all, the whole thing. Like, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the it, first time he's ever had sex in his life. And it's a buildup because we've already heard earlier that we like, think he's going to die. We, there's like a, there's he's actually the possibility out. that the moment that he actually orgasms, he will yeah. die. And it's and it's like it's a hard scene to watch because the the movie's so unpredictable that, he, that I, I was sitting he there again, well like the Lord die. of the Rings thing. I was like, I, this might be the end of the movie. The end of the movie might this, be You feel dying. like this is the end. You think this, this is the end yes. of the movie. You think so, this is the end of the movie. He gets, he gets in bed. He's like, he like, like, and again, like, oh, no, I can't, I can't actually, do this. Any of us who have been through intercourse, it's, it, he's like begging her. He's like, stop gyrating on my pelvis because like, it's coming. Like, stop. No, no, no. I don't want to die. I don't. He's like begging for his life as she's like gyrating on his cock. And, and you're like, oh, my God, he's going to die. And he's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then he's like, ah, ah, ah. It's like this big <laughs> orgasmic moment as he's coming for the first time. And she literally says, I think you just blew through the condom. I felt that. And he's like, no, no, no. Because he doesn't want to die. And it's been built up. And then he's like, oh, oh, okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. I thought I was going to die. I swear to God. I thought I was going to die. And then he looks Can up and what does he see? Part? Can we skip it? Jeez. What does he see? Skip it. Can we skip oh, it? we don't want to say it. Okay. Wait, skip what happens next. We're not going to tell you what happens next. We're not going to give away all the spoilers. It is probably, honestly, it's it is, still here. <laughs> that is one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's so uh, shocking. But also, you really uh, do think I, it's the dude, last I, part of the movie. I actually, I actually yelled, and that's not me. Like I'm, I'm generally, I'm generally very reserved in movies, other than laughter. I actually, yeah. when when you see what happens, I I actually went, ah! I actually yelled. I couldn't believe it. But I, this is what I mean. This this movie is so visceral. I actually yelled out because it was such a built up moment i mean i yeah it was and that's that's like that's it a was big deal for me. <laughs> so anyway <laughs> anyway all that being said actually hold on. all that being said this culminates into his mother in the room and she's like i've seen everything suddenly she's he's not like, dead suddenly and she's his not mother dead. is not dead but yeah. but the one moment i think it's the one moment where you think that bo's not as like uh, Bo is not as weak as he seems. He's like, I knew you weren't dead. And she's like, how did yeah. you know I wasn't dead? And he says, mm -hmm. the mark that was on 
the body's hand and it's revealed that he had a maid and his maid they have a quick flashback and it's revealed that the maid was probably more of his mother like a loving caring Nurturing. maternal maternal figure in his life that he yeah. he cared about and uh it's revealed that like the mom the the most manipulative person in the world she orchestrated this thing. She's like, if you replace me and pretend to be dead and basically die, I'll pay all your your relatives. And it's going to be a lot of money, but it's going to get my son here. And she yeah. decides to do it. And it's it's a messed up thing. And then it's he's pathetic. having all these... Yeah. It's pathetic. Yeah. It just shows I, how not, evil the mother is. Yeah, it's it's messed up. But then, but then, but then. There's a bigger reveal because he's like earlier when we were in that woods, there was a guy who's like, no, I saw your father when I was young. Like your father was alive. Your father didn't die when you conceived. It's like the one little hint that maybe his mom's not telling the, tr the full truth. Yep. And you're like, oh, OK. But also there's this weird flashback that he keeps having in the movie where like he's at a he's in the bath and there's this other kid. There's that you think it's Bo, but it's like we're seeing them from a perspective of us. You're like, who is this other kid that's there? And the mom's grabbing him. And she's like, fine. And so we finally see the actual play out of that whole thing. Where well, like, because the, kid... the, the boy keeps saying, who's my daddy and where is he? And so yeah. he says later, he's like, a, a stronger version of me presses my mom for the truth. And what happens yes. to him, McCurdy? Yeah, so she's like, no, that like he's like, she grabs him and puts him, opens a very well-orchestrated shot. He pulls down this letter, ladder for the attic, and then she's like, you're going in the attic, and I'm going to forget about you. And she closes the attic. And he's like, he's like, I'm having these weird memories. And like, I, like, I had these dream about this. And she's like, that's not a dream. That actually happened. And he's like, what? And he's yeah. like, let me show you. I'll show you the truth. I'll show you your father. So he finally goes up to the attic. It's like this thing that we're like wait what this is when the movie like does these weird turns where you think you're in real world stuff and then all of a sudden you're like nope this is weird Again, like they it's say so like they weird. say in the play we blur the line between it's so weird. reality goes up and to the, absurdity he goes upstairs and and when he gets upstairs he he sees he's like it's a scary thing it's this big attic it's all scary looking and he sees somebody and there's a there's like it's Bo. You think it's Bo, but it's it's his brother that we never met, and he's sitting there with like a little pail. And then, but then, the like best part, the other best part of the movie. <laughs> What's that? The he other has, his brother has like a dog bowl, right? He's, yeah, it, yeah, his little it, dog bowl. It is a, it, whether it's actually his brother or if it's a metaphor for yeah. like a better piece of this a, whole be, a better version of himself. Like, the, okay, okay, guys, the version of himself who would have become a man gets yeah. locked in the attic along with dad that is a metaphor like that we, we are in metaphor land right i don't think yeah. it's actually that Bo had a twin brother who was locked in the attic you it think is it's straight his... up it is the yeah. it is the masculine manly adult version of Bo that has been locked in the attic along with dad and what is dad wait hold on what is what is dad no to that what is what is what is the pure essential thing i don't care about like today's politics and genders and stuff what is the pure essential thing biologically that we talk about as a male like what is male yes as biological what it is is, is a penis no not just, a, not just that what is dad dad is a giant dick it's a penis a giant just said, a, penis, no, a penis monster, not just a penis monster. but a giant your father was a huge dick that is the metaphor we're looking where literally for anybody who hasn't seen it Literally sitting next to the uh the the masculine version of Bo is a giant CGI dick monster. 
it a is massive dick and balls thing. that's like and that, that the whole thing there is like your father was a big dick and then <laughs> and what's his literally comes blasting through the windows the guy comes back the and, you, and he stabs him and kills yeah. him doesn't yeah. he shoot it a bunch too <laughs> yeah he's like ah yeah. and like that's where the movie and dad like, like a big absurd moment but it is funny you're like what is going on and so then, if and, and then this Bo, is my review. If, if, if someone were asked me, what do I need to know about this movie? Why should I watch this movie? I'd say, because we didn't do a recommend segment. I'd be crazy. like, I would talk to my friends. And Obviously, I'd say, we recommend you wanna... it. See this movie. See it. See this movie. See but if I said, it's like, all you need to know is giant penis monster. <laughs> and they'd be like, wait, what? And like, and I, yeah. and you're like, what? Giant penis monster. What are you talking about? But it's, it's like, meaningful. You gotta see the movie. It means something. So it weird. is so the fucking. Thing. The whole movie is meaningful. Again, just like Infinity Pool. The whole thing with Infinity Pool is like, this is a movie about Satanism. You need to see it yeah. through that lens. This is a movie about overbearing mothers. And 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 like, again, I, I, sorry, guys, as a guy in the dating pool, you guys aren't involved. Um, single moms. Single moms, sorry. I hate you. Single moms are bad. <laughs> single moms are not good. Now, if, you, if you're like, um, if a single mom exists because her husband died, um, I, I feel bad for you. I pity you. You should find a nice fella who will take care of you and, and your, your children. It's if you're a single mom either. out of divorce or, or because you put your husband in the attic and all that shit, fuck you. You're a bad, <laughs> you're a bad person. You are a terrible person. Single moms are bad people because they lack the balance of a man to facilitate making good children. Now, if a single mom can raise a kid and I, like, Charlie, you know, I don't, no, 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 I don't no, completely shut up, agree. Shut up, I do not completely agree. No, if they you can, need if, to shut up. If they can raise a child and be independent, that's good. That's good. But, but, but the, uh, the over emotionality of a lot of women leads to making bows. And that's what this movie is about. This movie isn't about a single mom, uh, raising a kid to be a, a, like a, like a full person that, that would be a good movie in and of itself. This is a movie about a single mom, without masculinity okay. in the in the dynamic of the family to make a real man because Bo is the worst fucking person that that anybody yeah there you go five it's years, gonna be it's gonna be less than exactly. five years exactly It'll be less than five Bo, years Bo so, is so. A, Bo is a bad person Bo is a useless fucking child and he's made that way because of his single mother yeah he needs a so father anyway, in his anyway life. He anyway, this crazy thing dad, happened because dad was locked in the, the attic. Shirt. Dad was a big dick who was locked and in the attic. And he jumps out and he jumps out and he he gets his brother I think saves him from the the things that are happening and then he, no, 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 he no, comes no, no. out of the attic. No, no, no. no that doesn't. Does his brother trip him or something and then he falls out of the attic? No, no, all I remember is that the uh the the soldier guy who was hunting him in the woods Runs up and attacks yeah. the giant dick monster who is supposed to be. And then, he gets, and then the giant dick monster and he, and kills he gets him. Killed and then Bo just like runs away. Like Bo, he runs away. Back he, down gets out of there, right? the he falls, he down, falls the down the stairs. I remember yeah. that. So he falls down the yeah. stairs and then he's confronted by his mother and he knows the truth and he knows all this stuff and his mother is like, like I, you know, I've done all this stuff and I he finds out you. his therapist. I warned he you. He finds out his therapist was in on this and then his whole world is turned upside down and he realizes that. That's the moment where he realizes every like 
he realizes the audience we kind of got that but at that moment he realizes that his mother has been controlling him the entire time and yeah. and the therapist has known all this stuff and that's when i think charlie you talked about it earlier he chokes his mom like he just he has this <laughs> snaps well and, and specifically because she's she's like you've been like even as a baby you wouldn't accept my breast and you were so terrible and and all these things that are outside of it, it she's she's holding him accountable for all these things in his life that were essentially outside of his control and it just shows that this narcissistic mother of his this overbearing mother of his is is desperately uh i mean she really is emasculating him and and really doing everything she can to belittle him to where uh, all he can do is literally kiss her feet. I mean, at some point he's kissing her feet because mm. he's just like, I like I mom, I'm trying to do right by you, but nothing's ever good enough. And that is that is like anybody who understands how narcissists are. She is she is doing everything she can to cut him off at the knees to make sure that he'll never leave her. And to the point where she's like, I actually hate you. I hate you. And that's that's where like enough is enough. And Bo, for the first time in his life, actually does something about something going on. Because again, he had a he had a cop pointing a gun at him. He had a guy fall in a bathtub with him. He has all these horrible things happening to him. He had like a 14-year-old girl screaming at him, and he never did anything. But finally, he does something for once in his life and puts his fucking hands around his mother's throat and he squeezes as hard as she can. But then halfway through, he he stops. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And she, what does she do? She's like, <gasps> and then collapses. And we understand in that moment that she, she's dead. And then cut to Bo is outside. Act five. Act five. Bo is outside of the mansion, which by the way, we go from just like to show the progression of the movie. We start in an apartment. Then we move to a house, his apartment, then a house with the the, the surgeon's family. Mm -hmm. And then we're in a mm -hmm. mansion, right? So there's like this mm -hmm. escalation over time. And he's walking away from the mansion and he's and he his face like Joaquin nails the face. It's like this face of a guy who's literally just murdered his mom. Like he's just like, you know, like zombie. And he walks and he just finds a boat and he just fires up the outboard engine and he just sails off into the dark. And that's the end of Act four with his mom dead. Act five. And then, act five, man. Can you, can you, can you? We already touched on it. We already touched on it. I mean, it's, it. it's, it's it. very short, simple act five. He goes through a, it, a tunnel cave thing, ends up in this like inside a cave auditorium thing. He's in this little dinghy on a boat, uh, like in this weird round thing. The motor starts spazzing out and he's just, being judged i suppose yeah um, yeah judged for all of his there there's like a lawyer representing him and yeah. her and on the jumbotron they're like remember when you were a kid and you hid from her in the mall and yeah. he was just like ah, just like i can't there's get some out guy there's some guy in the back that is that is defending him that yeah, had to have been the lawyer he has, like he, no like, he, microphone like, he's just like 
he didn't mean it. Yeah. yeah. Early, earlier on, he had talked to a lawyer when he was at the surgeon's house and the surgeon was like, it's been, th-, you know, cause he, he got hit by a car. So he's like, I couldn't come see my mom. I, I was physically restrained cause I got hit by a yeah. car. The surgeon's and the, like, and you this... can't fly. We have to drive. I'll drive you tomorrow. Yeah. I'll drive you tomorrow. I'll drive exactly. you tomorrow. Exactly. And, and the whole yeah. time there's this, uh, well, it, like he's on the phone with this, the I think the family lawyer and the lawyer's like, everybody is embarrassed of you. You're a terrible son. And and clearly the 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 mom was telling him what to say, you know, because it turns out by the end of the movie, you know, that the mom's alive the whole time. She faked her death. So she's telling this lawyer to just say horrible things to him to spur him to come home because everything's about guilt. Everything at the end of the day in this movie is about guilt. Uh, deserved or otherwise he doesn't deserve this guilt but she does it because she's trying to kneecap her son because she never she yeah. never wants her son to, to never find another woman kneecap aside yes kneecap aside uh, the whole the whole theme of the movie is um stark contrast to the play right the play was your parents die so you become a real human being and you have kids and you you eventually become the father and then the grandfather and then and then you die and you pass on life her whole thing is no, you're not going to do that. You, I made you, and you serve me. She's like the she's the worst mother that anybody could have because she doesn't want him to have his own life. She wants him to serve her. You know, you're gonna you leave me just like your son of a bitch father. Like she's the worst mother that anybody could have. So the whole thing is is in service to that. So once he murders her, then suddenly we end up in this like big auditorium and it could as i explained before it could only be a metaphor for his consciousness following the death of his mom where he cannot live without her because his whole life has been in service to her he can't escape yeah. her so what do we have is we have this lawyer and i, I that did had not that, actor. that at the time of watching the movie nance that's it, why you need me that in your makes life. sense that's why you need me in your life because i'm here to you make sure on the movie together exactly so yeah i'm leaning over being like it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, Nance. But but, but Charlie would be screaming in my ear. Nance is a metaphor. But yeah, and then I'd be <laughs> laughing my ass off otherwise. But but the yeah. I swear the lawyer because because uh, in Act Two when he's living with that fan, the surgeon family, the lawyer is saying you need to get to the funeral and you need to That's deliver the question, eulogy. Nico. Otherwise, you're going to continue to humiliate this family. And the, and be, behind the lawyer is the mom who's telling the lawyer what to say. Blah blah blah. So fast forward to the end. Um, it is it is his guilty conscience. It's all the things that he would be pleading with his mom, but he never would be able to plead these things with his mom because you know what narcissists are really good at? They're really fucking good at playing the victim. So she would just play the victim and be and you know no matter how wealthy she is or well off she is or how good he treats her, nothing's ever good enough. She every time, anytime he says any like, this is the whole movie. The whole movie in a nutshell is Bo saying things to people and being like, no, I mean, well, I mean, well, I'm, I'm trying to help. And, and everybody misconstrues everything in a negative way. I mean, e- th- throughout the whole thing. I mean, again, the, the, the scene that we don't want to ruin for anybody is that a certain character is dying and the mom is saying, you did this. And he's like, no, 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 no. I was trying to help her. I was trying to stop her from, from killing herself, but it doesn't matter. Bo is constantly trying to do, to help people but but uh, everything gets misconstrued as him being the aggressor, and then the world reacts, and the world is trying to kill him. And the, the, essentially, the whole world is his mom that he's trying to appease the whole time, but he can't because that narcissistic quality of people is that you can't ever do anything good for a narcissist. 
that narcissists takes like you could give you could bake them a cake and they'd be like, oh, the frosting wasn't that great. Like everything you ever try to do for a narcissist, nothing's ever good enough. This this movie is so goddamn brilliant. McCurdy, I don't care that it's three hours long. It's an odyssey of amazement. It's so goddamn good. I just said it's a long movie. I didn't say that like, you know, here's the thing. If, okay, let's just let's just go back. Let's just go back. I want to address Nico's question real quick. I think right. everything is orchestrated by his mom, but Bo's anxiety yes. and inability to everything up to like 11 tightens it all to a nightmare situation yeah everything's a nightmare for him everything's a nightmare i I think i think this movie is a comic this movie is a horror comedy nightmare movie like that is yeah that is it's not because calling it a horror comedy i think people would get the like people would think of something like renfield this movie is like it's an epic it's a it is a horror movie it's an epic it's a comedy it is Lord of the Rings. It is what does he it's say? It's Jewish Lord of the Rings, where the guy has to go see his mom. It's a mind. That's yeah. what this movie is. Yeah. Yes. It's, it is. It is. I. Here's the thing. If I, if if I'm comparing this with with the theater in a long time, I I walked out of this. It was a movie that I knew when I went into the theater. I saw people standing around. When you see when you go to a movie, let me tell you this: when you go to a movie and you have people standing in a circle outside the theater. Like afterwards, like afterwards, like really getting into talking about all the details, you know, that's going to be a movie like that's going to be a movie. People are going to like that's going to be a thought provoking movie because you're going to be like, well, what about this? What? Like, I remember seeing The Green Knight and I think I had that same kind of thing where I was like, we saw that movie. We came out of it. We were all talking about it. Um, and I think like, that was what we felt like me and my friend, we were like talking about bits and pieces about the movie. And, and like, we probably could have stayed longer. We, we, but we didn't, but like, that this is what this movie is. And as far as like infinity pool versus this goes, I think, again, I think there, there, I think there is a way you could have seen this movie at a, at a two hour, at a two hour length version of this movie, I think is it's possible, a lot shorter. but, but, or two and a half hour. But, uh, I do think that like, yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, doing two thirty, it's like, well, why don't you just go three, you know? And yeah. with with how much stuff and how every act is very like broken down into like different segments and things are very specifically like this is such an like very very purposely broken down movie. Uh, it's so depth. It's so deep. Um, I don't think Infinity Pool like matches that in its depth. I think Infinity Pool has a really great story um, in it, and I think it's like a lot more digestible. But it it I think it's only got it's it's got like a very smaller story. This movie goes like amps everything up to 11 on like every skit, like from the production design to the acting to like, like the, just the, just the, all the little things that you see in the back from the art direction. It's just like, this is the, the insanest epic I've ever seen. Like just so absurd. It reminds me a lot of like how everything, I don't know if you guys saw everything everywhere all at once, but that movie is also a personal story. Uh, that is told in more of like this just bizarre out of this world way. And I think that's kind of the same thing being said true for this movie. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Charlie. I think it's number one. Like I think infinity pool is like a really good novel and Bo is afraid is like the odyssey. Yeah. And it's taking a singular theme again, the theme of the overbearing mother, right? Which, which, the reason we brought up 
you know, uh, seeing people um, our age raising kids today is because a lot of people will they'll take their emotionality. They'll take their initial take on something and they'll say, no, 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 I'm being progressive about this or I'm I'm new age about this. And what they ignore is their parental warning. Maybe their mom says, no, no, no. Sleeping with your kid is a bad idea. No, no, no. Saving your kid from like uh, every knee scrape and every bad thing that happens to them is essentially holding them back from learning any kind of life lesson. If you protect your kid from any bad thing ever happening to them, you're you're making a useless person. And we we've all seen it. We all know what it's like when a when you see a kid fall and a good a good parent. We all know the bad falls, the good falls and the bad falls. The good falls are where like a kid falls down and and it's like, "Hey, good fall." The bad falls are where they fall and like their head literally fucking bounces off like a steel beam or something. And you go, whoa, that's probably a concussion. And you pick them up and you're like, hey, buddy, you're OK. But the good falls, that's how you know a good parent from when a, uh, from a bad parent where somebody falls or a little kid falls and you just go, you're fine. Get up. And they get up. And yeah. that's how that's how you make a good kid. I love watching the uh, difference between like those in two. YouTube videos or TikToks or whatever. When you see a kid uh, wipe out and they just start laughing and the parents exactly. are laughing, too. And it's like, that's yes. awesome. How'd you get to that point? And that's <laughs> like, where it's like, that's a that's a good kid. You're making a good kid right there. But this is one of those movies where um, the difference is that are you are you running to that kid's aid because you legitimately think they're hurt or you're running to their aid because you like the attention that that kid gives you and that's the difference between the good the good parents and the bad parents and i know a lot of fucking bad parents in my life i've seen a lot of them i've seen so many that like again that that same thing of like well i sleep with my kid every night because they cry and you go "Ooh, you're a bad parent and if you listened to your mom and your grandmother and your great-grandmother who told you, no, 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 it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about making you feel better. It's about making a good kid. That's what this whole movie yeah. is about. And that, that whole was- that story is told over three hours. And I think, it, I think like, so far as, like, uh, like I've talked before about uh, certain movies that own a theme. And if the theme of this is about the overbearing mother uh, emasculating her son and like like making like the incel the basement dweller the lost boy this movie owns that theme nobody's ever told this nobody's ever expressed that theme better than bo is afraid because at the end of the day the reason why bo is afraid is because his mom turned him into a useless person where everything around him all the like he has to just like ingest uh pills all day so that he can go through life uh, unafraid where throughout the whole movie, it's like, dude, all you have to do is stand up for yourself. And he never does. And why? Because everything that he's afraid of in life is a, is, is like a, it's a stand in. It's a proxy for his mom, right? That guy stabbing him in the street, like naked guy stabbing him in the neck in the street. That's a proxy for his mother. Stand up to your mom, stand up to these other things. And I've said this a million times. I mean, I, you've, you guys have heard me rant about James Bond. Evil exists in the world. Stand up to it. Be a fucking man and punch it in the face. But if you've been brainwashed into not doing so because you think you're like a better person for not being violent, guess what? We live in a physical world. 
where you supposedly turning the other cheek or like uh, uh, being a conscientious objector. How do you know? How do you know that you're not just a fucking coward? And with with Bo, Bo is a motherfucking coward from the beginning to the end. And that's why he dies in the end, because he cannot live without his mommy. Do you think it's an ironic joke that he has massive balls? Yes. Yes. He's his balls <laughs> yeah. are huge because he's never come before. And and like that joke. That joke oh, I thought the dude, doctor was like, I thought so he had like early. a hernia or something. He's like, yeah. there's something wrong with your balls. Something's and then you actually you finally see them. And you're yeah, like, oh, my God. Yeah, he says, I think it's uh, epididymitis. And he's and, and later we realized, no, it's not epididymitis. It's he's never had an orgasm before. So he's literally sw his balls are swollen because he's never released the semen in his load. What's, what's the it's not the name of the apartment complex, but there's a sign. It's like erectus ejectus. Erectus ejectus. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a jerk off theater that's attached to his his. Oh, apartment. OK, yeah. <laughs> so. It's like literally everything oh in his gosh. life is is controlled by his his again the the premise of the movie once you once you realize what's going on it's like what if your overbearing mother could pursue you to the ends of the earth she she hired your psychiatrist she owns the building you live in she owns the microwave dinner that you you made she was watching you when you learned about her dying and he says he's like when I found out that you died, I cried my eyes out. Well, she knew that because she saw security cam footage of him crying about her having died. So it's like she knows these things. She's aware, but she continues to emotionally abuse him because it's to her benefit. Like she she is the so to bring Infinity Pool back into this. I said that Infinity Pool was a, a movie about Satanism. This movie is, too. Not to such a, a, an explicit degree, like, you know, you're watching Infinity Pool and it's like, clearly there's there's Satanism here, like in the yeah. way it looks. But but the Satan figure in this movie is the mother. She is that she's like the archetypal overbearing mother who who makes sure that her son never becomes a man because she doesn't want him to ever leave her. And so she's constantly guilting him into, you know, sticking around and. And it's it's like it's positively terrifying. And she I mean, by the time we get to that, whatever, act four, where she's laying into him, she knows she's wrong. Like she under she knows what she's doing, but she's such a narcissist that she's like, you know, like you can't you can't you can't ever sway her. The only thing you can do is wrap your hands around her neck and fucking squeeze until she's gone. And that's what Bo finally does. But then he doesn't last long after that because, you know, he never became a man. He needs her. This movie rocks. Can I just put it at number one? Are there any objections? No, no objections. No, no, no objections. But I do want to I do want to share my Chucky rants because I didn't do one last week. Go ahead. I can't share it. Someone's got to share it for me. Well, this is gonna take Charlie a good <laughs> take forever. Yeah, here you go. So, so why don't? Oh, yeah, while you're doing that, Charlie, uh, Nans, why don't you show my 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 artwork? That's not very good this time. <laughs> it needs ice cream. It needs. <laughs> it does need ice cream. Time. It's missing. It's missing the ice cream. <laughs> I just like let's just cream. do all Shia LaBeouf. Just all the photos of Shia. Good at every. Shia LaBeouf. 
I should have. I, you know what? I you know what? Been really funny, and I didn't do it. I should have gotten like Young Shia. That's who I should have put in for the. He gets older. Like, and yeah, older. yeah, like guy from uh 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 like Stevens. Stevens. Steven Stevens. That's who I should have done. Yeah, I should have done that. I didn't. Damn it! I Yo. messed up. Oh, that adjusts. Yeah, oh, as I great. as I adjust in my. Oh my window, gosh! That adjusts. It's getting bigger. Perfect. Okay, there we go. There we go. How's that look, fellas? Uh, I see all the numbers. They're in order. It looks amazing. Pick my work. Okay, what what that's, happens? That's I, a list right there. If I bring it in, there we go. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. oh that's God. a list. The, the more the it's, Charlie, it's the more I saw this movie. Yeah, the more I, I I wrote it down when I wrote it when I wrote my notes for this movie, I was like, yeah, this is going to be contender for top, like instant, easily, easily contender for top because I know uh, what you were thinking. I knew it going in. I was like. And it is a deep movie. It's like the only thing mm. I can say negative about it is just it's very long. And I think that will turn people off to the movie, just how long it is. But like it, it is so this movie is like that whole middle part where you're just like tripping out during the play is like, what the heck? Yeah, I was it's a, it's, uh, it's a trip. It is a trip. I, I just um, I mean, uh, like I'm, I, I'm excited I, to hear from Nico when he has seen it. Hopefully we haven't spoiled it yeah. too much for him. But... But I was, I, I just, fly. I had a, this is one of those, again, Infinity Pool was the same, right? The only two movies on this list that I walked out of where I was like, oh my God, reality is out here. Like where you walk out outside and you go, whoa, real life. Oh my God, where, where have I been? Like Infinity Pool and Bo's Afraid transport you. They transport yeah. you like you you're living. I mean, for I, I, I texted my family and I was like, guys, I I think I I think I went to hell for a, a while and I, I've resurfaced. And they're, of course, like, dude, what are you on? <laughs> like, I'm not on anything. I just went to see Bo is afraid. But I mean, you yeah. like you a, a lot of a, a lot of people will say uh it's not like Infinity Pool. I think Infinity Pool is a little more veiled, where I think people could watch that and like Nance, or they're like, "This was just a bunch Bo of the afraid has, didn't make the message sense. is more clear yeah. than Infinity Pool." Yes, certainly. Yeah. And I just, I, I, God damn, I just like, I laughed. I. It's not like one of the. I laughed. I cried. I blah, blah. No, I laughed, I laughed my and ass I off. Screamed. I was, I was shocked by like I, again the 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 production design in general in that first act with like. I just want like a freeze frame of everything that was going on with with just <laughs> so funny, like how amazing everything was. Like but the guy that's chasing him, asking him to help him, like when help he's me, in the help store, help me, get in the water, me. he's still in the window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, uh, I I think like on that front, what it kind of reminded me of overall. But everyone does was, the same thing um, all the time. When they get into his apartment, the guy gouging out that one guy's eyes is still, still gouging out his eyes. That's, where, that's where you're like, is this an act? Is this like, is mom yeah. paying for all this? Is this Truman Show? But but I think, I mean, for me, movies like this, what they do for me is they remind me of a time as a kid where my my two of my favorite movies of all time, two all-time favorite movies are the animated Alice in Wonderland and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And the reason why is that as a kid, they terrified me. They, they like, I enjoyed them as a kid, but at the same time, they were scary because what happened in those was like, you start in the real world and then you're transported to a world 
where anything can happen. That's where this is like those movies are an odyssey, right? Like yeah. Alice in Wonderland, Willy Wonka. Th- those 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 are those are Odyssey style movies and stories. And this one is the same where you're like you don't know you don't know what's around any given corner. And so the whole time you're on edge and you're terrified and you want that fucking anxiety medication that Bo keeps taking. And the reason why I equate them though specifically is because the way I've always described Alice in Wonderland and um, Willy Wonka is that the characters involved at any moment, they get really pissed off. Like um, in Alice in Wonderland, one of the characters will just like, they'll get really mad. And you're like, ha, you're ha. And then like Willy Wonka will just get like, he'll start screaming out of nowhere. And like, everything's unpredictable. And that's what happened here because Bo is unable to stand up for himself. It's not like Alice. Alice was just like, I'm a cute, innocent girl. Or like Charlie Bucket is like, I'm just a little kid. Well, so is Bo. And Bo's like, Bo's like, ah, I, I mean, well, like at one point he literally says to the 14 year old girl, he's like, she's like, uh, what I can't remember her name, but it's like Jesse. And he's like, she's like, yeah. don't call me Jesse. And he says, but I thought that was your name. And she goes, yeah, but that's my name. And, and that's, it's like, that's a, that's hilarious. But B, you <laughs> never know why somebody's going to freak out on you. And you're living in this yeah. world where everything is against you. And that's what Alice is. And that's what Willy Wonka is like everything's out to get you. This was, this literally brought me back to being a kid watching those freakish fantasy movies. This is like, this is an experience that like, I, I, I cherish this. I absolutely cherish seeing this in theaters. <sighs> Please go see it. Go see the movie. Let me talk so. about one other theme though. I know you, I, you, at this point, you guys, we've decided where it ranks. You guys want to go to bed. I get it. But let me talk about another major theme of the movie. The Pieta. Do you guys know the Pieta? No. The Pieta. You, do, you, do you feel bonita? Famous, as a famous statue that I wish I would have queued up. I should have done that. Oh, but. wait. I have a photo of the statue that he has the whole movie. Because I didn't even mention that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Are you talking so, about that? The, the Pieta specifically is Mother Mary and, and a crucified Jesus Christ. And she's holding him. And the meaning of that statue is um, why... You know, because Mary brings Jesus into the world knowing that he's going to be killed. And so the meaning of that statue is why bring a child into this crazy world? And that's something that that like I've I've heard so many men and women alike. I hear them say that. Why would I bring a child into this messed up world? And every time I hear that, I go, "Okay, first off, uh, somebody told that to you. You didn't come up with that yourself. You're. You heard somebody say that and you said, oh, that's a good scapegoat. That's a good excuse to never have kids. And so people who say that typically are cowards because the whole idea is. Yeah, you're, th- that's nothing new. Like people would say, oh, we're we're, we're on the verge of uh, World War Three or the, the you know, the economy is about to crash. Why would I bring children into this world? You think you're the first person to ever fucking think those thoughts? No. Everybody who's ever has had a kid for thousands of years, they all say the same thing, which is, why would I bring a kid into this fucked up world? But people do it anyway because you have to have 
a certain amount of bravery to, to have a kid in general, but people cowards fall back on the excuse of, well, the world's messed up, so I won't do it. No, no, no. You're being a coward. So, um, that, that's, that's, that's what that statue represents. And very early on, very early on in the movie, he buys a small statue of a mother holding a child. And that's not exactly the Pieta. The Pieta would be like a full, a, like dead Jesus that Mother Mary is holding. But throughout the whole movie, you see the recurrence of this statue. And, uh, and that's used against him at the end where he... Um, you know, it's like, uh, like you gave that whore in the woods, this, this statue, this gift that was meant for me, but you gave it to her. But the whole purpose of it is like the mother with child like that, 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 that is meant to showcase the theme we've been talking about all night about, about that mother abusing her kid and making sure that he remains a child forever. Um, but the, um, uh, I'm I'm coming to a close on my notes. I think I need to <laughs> read these. Um, or you need to quit drinking. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm looking. I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, I already covered this. Um, yeah. Beyond that, the the worst character is the one that like like that. So that's that's the starting point, right? Is like, why should I bring a child into this mess up world? But then that same kind of person has a child, and they end up making sure that that kid is always dependent upon them. Right. Like, mm. you know, I'm going to make sure my kid is always dependent on, uh, upon me. And that's, that's the, that's the perversion of being a mother, like a perversion of motherhood is making sure that your kid remains a kid forever. So then beyond that, um, the role of a father is to push that kid out of the nest. I don't know if you guys ever had that. Like, well I, I one time um, that mom in Game of Thrones where she was like breastfeeding this 10 yes. year old or something. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of she, the same she, realm. Yeah, no, be, no. But Charlie, perfect. to your she point. Yeah. My dad was that way. He wanted to get me out of the house. Like, yes. Like, I, you I, push I them out of the nest so they can fly. I lived in, I lived yeah. in LA for after school. I lived in LA a couple of years. I came home and on my way to Chicago, I, I lived at home um, before, you know, doing my thing uh up north and and for the 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 short time that i was living with like basically two men should never live two fully grown men should never live in the same house i remember being terrified i remember having heart murmurs because i was terrified to like come out of the the basement literally living in the basement come coming out out, yes and coming out and being like and and my dad being like What are you doing? With like you're working, and I'm like, like ah, you know, like that. And, but that's the role of a father. So this I'm movie, there's there is no father, and not only that, but there, but the single mother is like insanely rich, right? To where she can she can control her son's life. So meanwhile, Bo can't even leave his house to get a bottle of water without anxiety medication, and 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 you realize that that's kind of by design of his mom. Like, his mom probably hired all those people to be in the street to terrify him so that he'd return to mommy. Uh, but here we see what happens when uh, father is banished to the attic for being a huge dick. And again, this is why we, you know, we talk about Bond not being a nice guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, Bo is useless never stands up for himself and he just gives into fear. Hence the title. Bo is afraid. 
So, um, you know, he meets that pregnant woman in the, in the, in the woods, uh, seemingly a very good woman. Mom later is like that whore that you gave that whore, the statue of me holding you, blah, blah, blah. Um, locking the stronger version of himself up in the attic, uh, next to dad. who's a huge dick. Um, kills his mom, crawls in the cave, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we talked about the ending as his conscience, um, uh, at the end, misconstruing everything positive he ever did as uh, negative, regardless of his intent, reflecting the idea of guilt throughout the whole movie, um, which began with his birth, ends with his death. Hence, he cannot live without mommy. Um, both of these, as we talked about, both these movies live under the banner of uh, Satanism, this and uh, Infinity Pool. Um, but just Bo, Bo took it. Bo took that theme and ran with it to epic proportions, hence equating it to, you know, the Odyssey and all that. Because uh, at the end of the day, as the Pieta would say, right, you have that, st- again, it's not quite the Pieta in the movie. It's a statue of a woman with her child, but the Pieta would be uh, uh, Mother Mary with her with dead Jesus. The idea being that you bring somebody in the world like, McCurdy, sorry, you know, uh, amongst us, you're the only one with children. Someday your children are going to die. And some, some, some assholes would say, why would you bring them into the world if they're just going to suffer and die? Because at the end of the day, the world is nothing but suffering. And, you, and the, the proper response is because it's the right thing to do. It, yeah. it, it is the good thing to do. Well, it's and, like also, you know, our parents brought us into this world and the world exactly. was messed up back then. I mean, it's crazy yes. to me, like, even today. Like, no, the like today, you know, we, we are dealing with things like the pandemic and crazy elections and all this other stuff. Like there's a, and, and we dealt with 9-11 and everything. And I remember any I number of excuses. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. I just think it's funny that like when you online and people post those things like millennials, we dealt with all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, we did. We did. We um, didn't Gen have X. World War Two. <laughs> we didn't have World War Two, but like, like we, you know, we've dealt with all these weird things within our whatever it's been, and people post that stuff. But I'm like, so did the boomers. I mean, y- yeah. you're telling me that like you look at the year of 1968 with political assassinations of like major people that even today, like we were talking about, or like people like the the Viet Vietnam War, and and like like you're telling me that like. Our our exam in like national world anxieties are nothing different than the people of the past generation and the generation before that, the generation before that. Yeah, I think that those those types of arguments or or things are kind of moot when you actually look at the bigger picture and you're like, you will step back and you're like, yeah, the world hasn't changed that much. The world is is constantly we we only see this much, and the world has always been like much bigger. Yeah. The world is mostly chaos, and and that, that's it's always that's, been. That's why I say nothing has ever changed. If, if you say I would never bring a child into this messed up world, are you sure? Are you sure that you're not just a coward? And I've said that about Bond, where it's like until you're tested, it's like I would never harm another person. Are you sure you're not oh. just a coward? Like if if uh, if uh, if if somebody came into your house, both of you or and, and me, if somebody came into your house and threatened your wife and or children, it's like, no, I would do the right thing and I would talk to him and I'd use words. No, if you're if you're a a good man, you would 
kill that motherfucker where he stands. And that's just, that's like Bo, Bo would be like, sorry, sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah. it, it is, it is godly within this story and within infinity pool. It's godly to sacrifice your own well being for others. <laughs> you know, I asked him nicely to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 please yeah, leave, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't hurt me, please. Okay. Can you please uh, leave? It is godly to sacrifice your own well being for others. An overbearing mother sacrifices her child's independency, her their independent well being for her own emotional well being. That is yeah. the core theme of this story. This this is like, but beyond that, beyond beyond like how deep, uh, deeply meaningful this movie is, um, by far one of the, the best movie going experiences of my life. I, I walked out of this movie uh, haunted, haunted. I, I haven't I have not been like, that's the thing. I walked out of air and I was like, yeah, it's a good movie, but I'm going to forget about it. And I did yeah. this movie. I haven't been able to stop thinking about since i walked <laughs> out of the theater and uh, it's it is it's like and then and then when you go oh yeah he's the guy who made hereditary i'm like oh my god yes ari ari you're so good like he is that dude that that guy has an epic mind and uh go ahead mccurdy go ahead oh oh well i would but I, again i have no control Today has just been the worst. Yes. This is like, yeah, Ari, Ari Aster, Ari Aster is like the, he's like the, he's the new big name, I think. After you see this movie, you're like, this, has, this guy has a lot to say. He is a, like, he's standing apart. Like, I mean, he's only made, this is his third feature, right? So, like, it's third movie. It's his third like, movie. Like, like, there's not uh, very many filmmakers that you can say, like, you can point to and be like, they've made, like, banger after banger, like, movies that stand out. There are not very many filmmakers that are like that, honestly. Nico uh, asked, you know, Chris, Nico, Nico, before you, before you continue, Nico asked, what is the rank of Midsummer versus, uh, I have not seen Midsummer. I have not seen Midsummer. Okay. I haven't um, seen any of them. I, think, I that's I, hard. I think that's okay. hard for me because they're I'll, so I'll, drastically I'll take, different. I'll take the front then because this is easy. Um, this movie is his epic. This is an incredible film. This has to take this the the top spot. Uh, uh, Midsummer would be at the bottom, but that doesn't mean it's bad, as we always say. Just because you're at the bottom of any ranking we give, that doesn't yeah. mean it's bad. No, no. Uh, Nico's talking about Robert. yeah. Uh, the hereditary haunts me. It yeah. fucking haunts me. But this this movie was was so visceral. Like just like I've I, again, like I said, I don't I can't remember any movie where I have audibly yelled. Like I went, ah! like I I yelled, guys. That's weird. Like if I'm if I if <laughs> I masturbate, that's not weird if I here. masturbate, I don't even yell out. Like I, because you know, growing up in a family of all women, too much information. You jerk too off. Much information. You jerk off too much silently. information. You jerk too off. Too much on mute. I don't need to hear to all be this. In a, in a in theater, you didn't and to yell out, to yes. yell out, and be like, ah, oh! like I yelled, I fucking yelled. That that says something very. Anyway, clear anyway, about, Nico, about Nico, to close it up, is. Nico, Nico did also bring up uh, Robert Eggers. I would say he's. Like him and, and Ari Aster are like in the same camp as, as new today 
filmmakers of this generation. Like Christopher Nolan was just the last generation of filmmakers. This guy's like that next generation of like names that are going to come out, like are coming out of the woodwork. And you're like, man, yeah. they just make really great movies. And like, this guy's going to make another great movie right after this one. And it's just yeah. going to be, you know, another great one after this one, you know? So like it, this guy's shown that he's got some, some really great filmmaking chops and it's nice to see, like, you know, like it, it's, it's not, it makes a lot of sense to me why him and Martin Scorsese are having like inner, like Martin Scorsese's interviewing him about his movie uh, after a screening. It's like, that makes so much sense to me. It's, yeah, he's it's like, crazy. he's the next, he, you know, like you've got to foster these guys. They're like, wow, this guy is, this guy's great. Uh, you know, so I, yeah, he's, he's definitely like, it, but yeah, just to boil that all down, like as far as uh, this movie goes, like, this movie isn't why jo Joaquin Phoenix does a great job. There's a lot of actors who do a great job in this movie, but like, it's really like the thorough thought process of the writing and the directing of this movie that make this movie. So like enjoyable as well as just like thought provoking and just weird and makes Charlie. It, it, it came from um, this guy. Yeah. This is the dude. Yeah. So that being said, should raise a glass. I finished my drinks long ago. Pour a new one, you bitch. Pour a new one. Push it to get up. How dare you? Pour a new one. Ah, <laughs> ah. No, uh, All right. Uh, so this is this is to this is to our Ariaster. I'll do this. Just mime it, Nan. Just mime it. All right. Good night, y'all. Mm.